honestly, another great business idea. Think outside the box, Casey. Okay. Scholastic Book Fair for Adults. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> We're ready to go. Ready to go. Wow. Wow. Everyone at home, you don't know this because you can't know what this day has been like. But we're recording this very late for us because Busy's been on a journey. I was on a journey. I was on a journey. Anytime you leave your house now, it's a journey. Let's be real. It's a real journey. But um, in specific, I took a journey to Chicago and... uh, it was supposed to be – I was supposed to go to Chicago for – well, I was supposed to go Sunday night. Yeah. And then there was a whole shebang, a whole yeah, thing. sure. Not a shebang. It wasn't fun. Uh, so what it is – It was more of like a hullabaloo? Mm, it was more like a, like a dramatic – like a dramatic change of plans. Okay. Um. And a little bit, I kind of want to go into it because I think it's kind of, like, interesting and important. And then on the another hand, I do need to remember that, like, my children are ch- their own people and, like, yeah. I want to respect their personhood and, like, yeah. not, like, sh- overshare. Right. But without oversharing too much, Bertie's birthday was on Saturday. Right. Bertie, we've talked we talked about this a year ago. You and Bertie are the same. Per- Bertie hates their birthday. Hates it. Always. Oh, yeah. Always is like, it's not ever going to be anything that's interesting, fun, or like, it's (laughs) always going to be a disappointment. Yeah. Bertie's favorite birthday to date was the birthday of the first lockdown because I kind of went overboard to try to make it special. Yeah. So I like printed out all these pictures from like all of Bertie's favorite TV show characters and stuff and like had them like with thought bubbles, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like wishing Bertie a happy birthday. And then I just like put them everywhere in the house. Like yeah. Cricket and I like woke up early and just like papered the whole house. And then I that was the year that I made got that like insane happy birthday video made for Bertie with like like pre cameo of well no, I mean, I was on Cameo then, but like, right. but like a Cameo vid where I was yeah. like, but it was literally just people I was friends with, <laughs> <laughs> like Andy Samberg and Gillian and like all, the, you know, just like. Very cool. Yeah. It was very cool. Danny Pudi. So anyway, uh, so historically speaking, it's always been a bust. We've really been working hard on like expectation, expectation. And you know what? This is why I want to, this is why I'm bringing this up. Yeah. Because I think that this is a thing that I know, like I had a situation literally yesterday where I was like, this is, I, in my head had decided, like not decided, but I just thought about what this was going to be like this thing that I was doing, you know? Yeah. And like, there was a wrinkle and it wasn't going to be like exactly. And I was disappointed. And then a part of me was like, I'm going to get mad about this. And then in my head, I was like, okay, you know what though? Breaks. Because why am I getting mad 
oh, it's because I'm disappointed. What is the actual emotion? It's like disappointment, sadness. Can I just hold that for a second and give myself compassion for like, it's okay if like you're kind of sad that things don't turn out the way that you expected them to. And then like you breathe through it and then you don't want to be an asshole anymore. Me. This is me. I'm talking about me. Right. Sure. And then I didn't want to be mad or a jerk anymore. I just was like, I just would like to solve this problem with you. Like I now I want to like help. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're able to be if you're able to be compassionate to yourself, you are able to be compassionate to others. Right. This is a skill set that children oftentimes, you know, they have to on work it. on. Yeah. yeah. And also sometimes 43 year old women <laughs> have to work on it. But so anyway, we really worked this week with Bertie about like, or the last week about like, let's, it's not just like lowering your expectations. It's like voicing, if you do have big expectations, voicing what they are to the people around you so that they can either be like, that's maybe within the world of things that could be possible or no, dude, that's like literally in crazy town. Right. (sighs) So like that's number one. But then number two is like, it is a little bit like lowering expectations. It's more just like, let's be, let's, let's be realistic about everything. You know, like our, is every birthday the greatest, biggest blowout in Mexico? Right. No. Yeah. It's not possible. Not possible. Right. Anyway. So I have to say, Brittany had a pretty nice birthday. Good. And was, and was like fairly pleased, like with all of it. Like it was great. Like the night before Brittany's birthday, <laughs> Brittany's two favorite babysitters slash friends, good <laughs> <hate> friends, <gasps> um, sure. took Brittany to this thing called the Stranger Things Experience. Oh, yeah. You were able to send them. When is the Prince Experience coming to L.A.? I don't know. I was wondering that because we were talking about the Prince experience. This is like the new thing now. Maybe, I don't know experiential, if, if an, ex- experiential. an experiential exhibit has come to your town. But like, um, we were wondering Oh, everybody's if- seen a fucking museum <laughs> of ice cream. You know what I mean? Yes. Every, well, you were wondering where it was in Chicago, the Prince experience. And I guess it's just in some random building. Like they I just saw inst- it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it um, was in like um, it was like essentially like it used to be like um, Bernie's, you know? Yeah, it like, it's exactly. Like a, like a store, but exactly. you know, it's also like that roving, um, the live like interactive Van Gogh experience. Yes, and they have like a bunch of them now, and look, like I think that these are like pop culture museums. Yeah. And I'm not mad about it. No. And I also think that if artists or their estates are, like, truly benefiting from it, like, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. And then I also think that the origin of it was Pierre Louisa and her thing that she did before she was, like, girl bossed out or whatever of the <laughs> of refinery 29 right refinery she 29 started, yes 
she was the one that came up with the concept and started 29 Rooms. Oh, right, right. I yeah. Was, I, I think that was before the Museum of Ice Cream. I think all of those I don't Instagram know. You museums know what it always after. makes me think of uh-huh. is like every, um, you know, every professional haunted hayride or whatever that's been like happening since the 90s. Right. But these places exist just for people to take pictures. Yeah. Like... It's just an Instagram museum. Yeah, it's just an Instagram opportunity. Yeah, it was a pop-up. A, it's a pop-up, but for people, it's a pop-up pink wall, some yeah, might say. Exactly, Could exactly. Be- Do, yeah, exactly. People might not know about the pink wall, but Paul Smith is Who the Who doesn't store- fucking know about the pink people wall? People might not. People might not. So Paul Smith, the Do store. Do your own research. I love a Paul Smith uh a Paul Smith accessory because I love the unique striping. I've always thought it was so weird that the pink wall wasn't striped if it's on the Paul Smith store here in Los Angeles. But um, when it started to become like popular to, uh, you know, take selfies or whatever, people were going to this pink wall on the outside of Paul Smith. Eh. Okay, and, wait, I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. I gotta, I gotta say something. You gotta say I something. Just, I just Googled it. Yeah. Um, 29 Rooms was launched in 2015 on Refinery29's 10-year anniversary. It has been credited as the first selfie museum. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. So, yeah, so now you see it all the time, you know, like there's... I, there's like a color, a colorful museum. I went to that one go. with Birdie. Okay. Yeah, color, color. Is that oh, the one that no, has color. giant, that has giant cereal in it? Does it? Like you no. get in a cereal bowl with like maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I, always, I, did, I, always, I mean, I you know for sure I did not get in that fucking. You can't do that, not, especially not now. Way, no, you can't no. get get in, into the Mm-mm. the corn pops monkey pox bowl. Fuck no. No. Um, wait, can you turn up your microphone just a teeny bit? Josh said that he thought your microphone was a little low last time. I think it is low. Wait, now I turned it up. Can you hear it better? Now I'm in. Yes, You always sounded great to me, but I just Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure you turned it up. I'm looking at my levels. You're checking your levels. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I like that. I like that experiential. I haven't seen too many pictures from the Prince one, but how was the Stranger Things one? Well, they like Birdie and the babysitters had the best time. And also, they're not really supposed to talk about it. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's like, so I didn't get too many details, but I got a couple fight pictures. Club. Yeah, it's a fight club with like a, like, um, well, I think that there's something happens, you know, so they like don't want, you know, like it's probably like the same experience for everybody right. and they just want people to have like a good time and not have anything spoiled. No right, spoilers. Right, right, so um, I, I like It's not like the Museum of you. Ice Cream. They refuse to tell you. I wouldn't have understood anyway since I don't watch Stranger <laughs> Things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, but then Bernie had wanted to see Dear Evan Hansen on Saturday night because Gate and Matarazzo is in it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that last week, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to say. So Bernie and I had watched the Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. This is like purely musical theater break. So if you are not a person that cares about or is interested in musical theater, please press that fast forward button <laughs> and just... And let's, we, we just, we won't return to it. We're just, we're here for a minute. It is what it is. All right. <laughs> so um, I saw Dear Evan Hansen in 
its Broadway infancy. So I think it is like 2015 or 2016. That was a long ass time ago. Right. Also considering just the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually went with Greta Gerwig. We sat together. Ben Platt was in. Um, Greta and I at first, I remember like looking over at her and making eye contact and being like, what the fuck is this? And then, oh boy, did that shit hit so hard. Yeah. Um, because it's incredible. Yeah. But then that was a long time ago. And Birdie and I watched the Dear Evan Hansen movie together. And right. Birdie has a friend who really likes Dear Evan Hansen, Simran's kid, Sage. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember he went as Evan Hansen for Halloween one year? <laughs> I don't re- I remember him dressing as Hamilton characters a lot. That was first grade. I believe second yeah. grade he was Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Anyway. Um, so Bertie and I've watched the film, the movie version. It does Okay. And so I was like, so Bertie's seen this, so they know what is, what they're in store for. Right, right. Here's where I'm like, that movie really did a disservice to the stage show. And I, guys, I'm sorry. I fucking love Ben Platt. I love the people involved, but I am telling you something right now. If you have only seen the movie of Dear Evan Hansen, you have not experienced, like, the power of that fucking show. It is intense and powerful and fucking devastating and really, really intense. And especially if you happen to be a teenager, perhaps, who has struggled with, you know self-harm, suicidal ideation, right? Yeah, yeah. Or then, especially if you happen to be the parent of a teen or an adult or a child, whatever, that has gone through something really traumatic for them. That's been touched by, yeah. Or if you happen to be a person who's been touched by suicide in any way, shape, or form. These are all like trigger warnings, Trigger warnings I knew because, again, I've seen the show. I've seen it, yeah. And then watched the movie with Birdie. But I did sort of like just not remember after watching the movie. I didn't remember how sometimes like theater is so much more intimate, you know, because you're sitting there like 10 feet away from the person or 20 or whatever, but you're in the same, you're like breathing the same air as the person doing the thing on stage. Right. Right. And so look, in retrospect, should I have maybe been like, that's a really deep, intense thing. Maybe let's not go to that at all. But Bernie really wanted to see the kid from Stranger Things, which I get. Right. And there's a possibility, and Bernie's 14, and there's a possibility that Bernie would have just said, which is what I thought, I've seen the movie. You know what right. I mean? Right. This is just like, I'm just airing all of these things because I'm just, I don't know. Like Mark and I went through the fails after. <laughs> after and we were like where could we have done better like what should we have done instead you know right right. and it's really complicated because 
you know, for so many reasons, like, I, you know, because you don't fucking know and you want to make your kids happy, especially like on their birthday. And this was a thing that felt like, and also, and also, like, I didn't, I guess I didn't really remember how, how the intimacy of theater makes the whole show have this other level to it and like it's almost its own character right like you're in this intimate like thing with these people on stage who are really going through the emotions like any person who has ever seen like like really incredible dramatic theater work will tell like will knows that that is like the most intimate and exposed thing to watch a person do in front of you like it can be I don't know anyway sorry I'm on a tangent about acting so okay you guys can start listening again if you're not (laughs) not anyway it was hard for us like it was really hard that show was really hard for us and afterwards we were like walked half a block down and we're like sobbing and like holding each other me and the bird and literally so, sobbing on like uh, like half a block down. <laughs> Someone's like, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm such a fan. You are so beautiful in person. Mm. And I was like, What? And Birdie like turned around like eyes puffy and red. And I'm like legit sobbing. And the lady's like, my friends told me not to say anything, but like, hi, I just wanted to see you all, y'all, like pictures don't do you guys justice. And I was like, Okay, thank you. Like, thank you. Um, that's very sweet. It's it almost feels like an insult, but that's very sweet. <laughs> okay, thank thank you. Um, and then she was like, "Oh, I don't know. I are you crying? I don't know what that's about." And I was like, "Why would you?" <laughs> yes, that's right. We well, we just and then I but but then I a little bit was like, "We just saw the show," and she was like, "Oh yeah, me too." Okay, well, <laughs> I was just like. Okay, lady, I can't. And if you're listening to the podcast, bless your heart. Like you had no idea. But if you listen to the podcast, you this isn't the you didn't you didn't listen to the you don't listen to the podcast, right? <laughs> right? I have to say, probably not. Probably like anyone not, who knows like but, the complications of like yeah, no, probably not. But let's just say we're all familiar with the phrase "read the room." Maybe also read the outdoors. Sometimes you know. If you if you see someone on the street and uh, they have tears in their eyes, maybe just leave them alone in that moment. Yeah, and if like we've remember we've been through this before. If you're on a train and you're a single guy, don't offer to don't offer any help or assistance <laughs> because chances are that bitch is gonna scream in your face. I mean, you can. You just have to know what what could happen. What you're in for. Anyway, it threw it threw Sunday into a loop. Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a, like a there was like a there was, a fallout. A, there was yeah. a fallout. There was yeah. a fallout. There was a fallout, and we yeah. really had to like move through some things and like we had to regroup, and, and we had to regroup. And I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I, and I, I literally couldn't leave Birdie on Sunday. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. But then also, I was like, but is this against like the parenting stuff that like we're trying to do with them? Like, I don't want to reinforce like, you know. It's just so fucking hard, guys. It is hard 
to be a human. It's hard to have children. It's hard. Okay, go. What are your thoughts? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, I mean, like going back to because I don't wanna I don't want anyone to think like if you go up and tell someone that you like admire their work or whatever, um that it's not like a bad thing. It was just like a bad and weird moment that like sounds like it went on a little too long. But also when um when you admire someone's work, then they can like genuinely say, Oh, thank you so much. Like, because that's a thing that they worked on. But when you just like comment on how someone looks, it's very weird to even begin to know how to react to that in the best moment. Well, that was like part of like actually, well, in some ways, it was sort of a relief because Birdie just like burst out laughing because it's so fucking stupid, <laughs> you know, like in this moment in time. Like, also, like if you like, and, and I, if you are listening, like, know this. If the only thing you want to say to me is that I'm beautiful, keep moving. <laughs> it's not the way to my heart. It's not the way to my anything, as a matter right. of fact. Right. It only upsets me and makes me wary of you because why do you value that above all the fucking myriad of four billion other things in this world that I do and have done in my life? Like, I'm a fucking great friend to people. I'm like a really good, like, I don't mind it when people are like, I love how you're Michelle's best friend. I don't care. That's a great, right, right. great. Thank yeah. you. In Arizona, I told you this, like, people were stopping me, like, thank you so much for speaking up for abortion. Right, You know, right. so many ways. Like, yes, every fucking time. If Birdie and I had been sobbing in each other's arms and she, and she had said, like, I'm so sorry. I just want to say thank you so much for speaking up for abortion. Have a great night. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But, like, you're so beautiful. Pictures don't do you justice. Like, what are we doing, ma'am? <laughs> What are we doing? It's just, it's just one of those things. Yeah. That like, that's one of those things that I'm sure I've done a million times, but then there came a point in my life where I was like, I have to stop like personally perpetuating this because, you know, I got. I guarantee you, you haven't done it a million times. I guarantee you, you haven't. I guarantee you, I mean... you haven't. I've known you for so long now. <laughs> and also like, even when I didn't know you, I knew you. And I don't think that you are a person who was like, I'm so sorry. You're just beautiful. Yeah, probably not. Probably no. But I mean, I you're I trying think I have... to be generous. You're trying to be generous to people listening who are identifying yes. with that woman. Yes. And all I'm saying is like, just check your fucking shit if your first thought about a person is their physical appearance. Right. Right. When I say I've done it a million times, I think I have gone up to like friends and said, "You look great," and it's like. I made a, a point to stop doing that at some point because it just has nothing to do with anything. And so I know I've talked about this before. I made a concerted effort to start to say, it's nice to see you because that's what I really meant. That's what I really meant. How somebody looks wasn't important. And the reason I decided that is because like, when people are telling me, you look great this time when I'm seeing you, that means that I didn't look great the 10 times prior that you, like, I look better to you now than I did before. And, like, why do I even care how I look to you? Here's another thing I do want to say, which is, this is when you're in complicated positions, which is what I feel like a lot of men are like, I'm always in the worst position, which is like, okay, fine. But 
when a person does like a person you're friends with or whatever, because I was just thinking about somebody that I am friends with who like mentioned, like I've been making a real effort because I wanted to get in shape and lose weight and uh-huh. take better care of myself in that way. Like, and not that that equals taking better care of yourself, guys. Right. I'm just saying this is what the person said That's, to me. It was their decision. Then I'm like, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you look fucking great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is so wild. It is such a, it's so habitual. It's habitual. And I I get it. Also, guys, just because you're listening, like I am extraordinarily beautiful in person. <laughs> I am like, I am like a ball of light it's that true. you're almost like, can I look at it straight in the, I, it feels, Marishka I mean, it's like Hargate vibes. Well, by the way, no, but that is actually true. You know, I think she's the most beautiful person. But you I've know what? That is seen. actually true. <laughs> About Marshka Hargitay. She is like, when you see her on TV, you're like, we're the worst hypocrites of all time. We're like, guys, Olivia do Benson. Not talk about people's appearance. And then we're like, but you know, you know, but you know what? Marish, like in Olivia person, Benson is- she literally glows. The woman glows. But I actually think Marishka glows just from within. I she actually glows do from think, within. Yes. I do actually I think it's because say, she's extraordinary. And I like think she's I, an extraordinary yes. person. Yes. And Marishka, I'm sorry I dropped the ball about being friends with you when we moved to New York. I had a lot going on. <laughs> but after they were filming SVU next to me, and I was like, Marishka, hey, <laughs> you look great. Hey, SVU you, have you doesn't do you justice. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Never forget, I mean, never forget, I'll never forget the Bed Bath & Beyond employee that kept me like essentially hostage for (laughs) 15 minutes while he grilled me about, no, really, what have I done to make myself so much better looking than I've been on TV? Oh my God. And I was like, I can't, sir, I can't, I cannot engage in this any longer. I don't, (laughs) this is making me feel bad. About myself, I can't do this. This is, but really, like for real, is it, what have you, is it plastic surgery? What have you done? I'm like, I can't, no. But also even answering no at this point feels upsetting. Like I can't do this. It feels like belaboring the point. Yes. It feels like I'm like agreeing with you if I say no, I can't. (laughs) Hollywood break. Um, the camera, you've always heard the saying, the camera adds 10 pounds. The camera adds a whole bunch of shit and like subtracts a whole bunch of shit. It, and there's never, there's no telling. There's no telling what it will do. And, and here's uh, what I will say. Depends on here's the camera. Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. <laughs> if you've read my book, oh, side note, Casey, guess fucking what? Mm. My book broke even. That's amazing. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Okay, guys. And book break. Um, <laughs> when you write a book, you get what is called an advance. You've all heard of advances. Advances are amazing and wonderful things. Here's the deal. They don't really make a ton of sense, I don't think, necessarily. I mean, they give you the impetus. They give you the like the, the thing to write the book. Yeah. Motivation. Yeah. They well, gave me the yes. it gave me the motivation to write yes. the book. I would never and fucking have written it if I, I didn't just, have that 
want to clarify that advances come in all different sizes for all different types of authors. And so like a celebrity advance for a memoir is probably oftentimes uh, oftentimes much bigger. Six figs. Much bigger than seven, say uh, seven often, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But like not mine, not mine. If your friend um, from college is uh, a mid-list young adult author, they're not making six-figure advances right. on their Right, but books. the deal is, the deal is with advances is that you don't actually make a penny on when the book comes out until right. the book sales break even for what the publishing company paid you for the book. And by so, the way, if your book is like $25, your advance gets earned out in the amount that is your share per book. So if correct. you're only making like $1 per copy of the book and say your advance was a million dollars, it has to sell a million copies before you earn out your advance and start to collect royalties. Right. I didn't really understand that until you just explained it. But um <laughs> Okay, so, but, which makes it, like, kind of even a bigger deal, I feel yeah. like, that my book. So, the also, the point is, a lot of ce- celebrity memoirs don't. Right. Break even. Right. And once you break even, then any book sales, I get You get your dollar sh- per I copy. I get my dollar per copy. Well, I yeah. get, like, more of yeah. my share. Yeah. I haven't gotten anything until this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I got, no, I got the advance. Right. But I haven't gotten anything since the book came out for the book. Right. So now, as of this month, I have made $300. Wow. That's more than musicians are making over on Spotify. And let me tell you something. I was fucking thrilled. I started clapping. Of course clapping. you were. That's amazing. Clapping. That's a yeah. huge accomplishment. So, guys, also, if you want to like uh, buy my book now, oh, would yeah. be a great now's a great time. Time for me. Do you, <laughs> you want to hear something wild? My friend Alan Katz, who is a writer at the Rosie O'Donnell Show, and since then he's become like a really successful children's book author. But um, we would always write like little, not always, but once in a while, we'd write a little novelty book together for what like some stupid idea that we had or whatever. Like an Urban Outfitters book? Yeah, like an Urban Outfitters type of book. Um, I love like, an Urban Outfitters book. Like one time we wrote a, a book, like a song book called Maternity the Musical that was about like songs that you could sing when you're pregnant or whatever. Really stuff that probably doesn't hold up. Don't go look for it. But one time we wrote uh, a joke book. We co-wrote a joke book for the Scholastic Book Fair, Scholastic Publishing. All right. All right. It was called The United Jokes of America. I'm obsessed already. And we were like, this will be great. Every kid in every state has a state, and kids love joke books. And it was like, uh, it was a presidential election year. So we thought, like, this will be good. And so I forget if we even got an advance or if it worked that way with Scholastic. But busy, when I tell you I got like a royalty check for that book and it was, keep in mind, I co-wrote it with my friend. So it was only half of it, but like the amount of copies that it sold, it was like, it would have been like a bestseller many, many, many times over because of how many 
millions of copies it sold. It was wild. It was wild. And I was people, like, this, pe- this is... People, people love dumb books. They love a joke book. Kids love a joke book. They will always buy a joke book at the Scholastic Book Fair. So Scholastic Book Fair, I don't know if you're listening, but I still got jokes in me. Hit me up. I, I will happily write another joke book for... I mean, I literally am only saying... Okay, so you know that Birdie and I watch... Kaylin and Weston Corey. Yes, yes. You okay. always mess up their names. Right, because I call them Kaylin. Wait, wait, Kaylin Corey. Yeah. I think that, yeah, no, I used to call them Kaylin Corey. Now I'm very much into the world of Kaylin and Weston Corey. Sure. And so this is what I will say I didn't fuck up for Birdie's birthday. And I'm only bringing this up because in one of their coffee cam videos, they drive past an elementary school and Kayla and Corey is like, oh my God, they have a scholastic book fair happening over there. Can we go? (laughs) Can we go? And then he's like, no, you can't just go to a, it's a school. Like you don't have children. You're an adult, like whatever. (laughs) And she's like, could I just like volunteer and then like buy stuff? I just like want like some cute erasers and like <laughs> <laughs> some choose your own adventure books or whatever. Anyway, it made me laugh so hard because honestly, another great business idea. Think outside the box, Casey. Okay. Scholastic book fair for adults. Let's do it. Yes. It works. It! it works. Anyway, their fucking bit about the Scholastic Book Fair and like who volunteers for it. And she's like, I could just, I could just volunteer to like work at it. And he's like, I think you have to be a parent there. These are 24 year olds, guys. Like oh she's 24. God. He's like 21 or whatever. Anyway, these are Birdie's favorite YouTubers. I called the girl Sammy that like helps me at Cameo. Yeah. Like Hi, my Sammy. Cameo rep. Hey, Sammy, we love you. So, I mean, we really do love you. Because yeah. I called Sammy or texted Sammy and I was like, Sammy, I see that one of these kids used to be on Instagram but they're like not doing it right, whatever. They're oh, like on offline, cameo. off. What did I say? Instagram. You said Instagram. Off, yes, cameo. They're not, their cameo's not turned on right now. Their cameo's not turned on right now. They're birdie and my favorite. Can you, is there any way, can we pull the strings? Can you hook me up with a Kaylin and Weston Corey fucking cameo for birdie's birthday? And boy did, boy did Sammy come through. And I got two cameos. One wow. from Kaylin and one from Weston. And I got an Instagram follow from their parents. Whoa. You're really in now. Anyway, Scholastic Book Fair for Adults is all I'm saying. That's all That's I'm saying. That's a genius idea. I yeah. Think that- no, I'm on fire this week. I'm telling you shit's going <laughs> to happen. Because the, the – um. The smart thing about the Scholastic Book Fair is they don't put a ton into those Scholastic books. Remember, they're all soft cover. They're not like super high production value. They don't put a lot of money into like art. Here's here's my idea. Here's my idea. And there's no marketing. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We get an imprint. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For adults. Yeah. We know so many fucking great people. Yeah. We get them to write. Whatever. We pay them. Wait, do we do the opposite of an advance? Yeah. Maybe they just pay out at what they sell. Just you bought, you, you write it, you fucking sell it at our Scholastic Adult Book Fair. Yeah. You walk away with it. (laughs) 
I would do it. Oh, and by the way, and then we um we get some kind of pipeline right to turning these into television movies, these properties, these IPs. It's the only thing we ask for. The only thing in return yes. is that we're allowed to option it first. Yeah. I and think we see what hits and we see what hits. And yeah. We see what hits. And we see what hits. <laughs> you guys, I have been like no joke now I'm drinking so much wine right now, but only because I'm exhausted. <laughs> You know what I always say? What do you always say? That feeling your best starts with what you put in your body. That's true. It's what you eat. Yeah. And this is why we love Sakara because Sakara helps you not just to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, but also you get to truly enjoy it because it tastes so damn good, <laughs> plant rich, delicious meals. Functional wellness essentials. It's kind of the greatest. We've talked about it for a long time. I hope you guys have tried it. If you haven't tried it, I want you to try it. We want you to try it. Because listen, it's okay to have a little rigatoni pepperoni pizza once in a while. But then later, you might want to feel like having a a little plant-rich dish from Saqqara that gets you back on track. Listen, we got to have balance in our lives. We have to nourish our bodies. We have to transform our lives. Sakara is a wellness company that's anchored in food as medicine, a thing I very much deeply believe. It's on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants to help you find the way, break your sugar habit, break your cravings, giving you the tools you need. It's, Get your skin glowing. Oh, God. The skin really glows. It's true. It is so true. <laughs> it is. It the is. plant-based ingredients are like intense chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, dinners. They show up right to your door. It's my favorite thing ever. That's, it's the that's perfect the best part. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the best part. And and it's the thing that resets my body. Truly, yeah. Truly, after, after traveling, living it up a little bit, having, having some the rigatoni, <laughs> pepperoni pizza, it's really good to know that, like, okay, I had my fun. Now let me get back to this reset because eating Sakara is also really fun, and it just feels good in a way that you're not gonna get elsewhere. And Sakara's received rave reviews, not just from me, but from Vogue and Goop and the New York Times and so many more places. Guys, you if you haven't tried Sakara, you have to try Sakara. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Sakara.com slash busy or enter code busy at checkout. That's Sakara. It's S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash busy, you're going to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash busy. Olive. Olive. Olive and June. Olive and June. Olive. Olive. Olive and June. Olive and June. 
This is good. This Love. is good. This is good. This is good. I mean, it's it's, it's like, a new vibe. It's a new it's vibe. A new vibe for Olive in June, like uh-huh. f- maybe for fall. Yeah. Love Olive in June so much. You guys know this. It's like we do these ads week after week telling it's a you. Have you tried it? Just I I really just want you to try it because I really sincerely mean everything that I tell you about Olive in June. We love it. The colors are amazing. People await the color drops like when Olive in June announces their new colors. Like they they wait for it like Harry Styles tickets are going on sale. It's amazing. And um, I just love it so much because of how long-lasting it is. And you know that I'm, like, super frugal, and I don't want to spend money on nail polish that's just going to chip off a day later. And, like, I can get, no exaggeration, two weeks out of an Olive and June manicure that I do myself at home for basically free. Well, here's the deal. With Olive and June's Manny System... You, too, can achieve beautiful salon-perfect nails at a very, very, very affordable price. But also, you're just, like, doing it yourself. It's the ultimate secret behind salon-perfect nails at home. All in one. No guessing. No messy nails. No salon price a tag. So skip the salon, stay home, use Olive in June. If you have a question about what you need to do, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to try this technique or this effect. Go on Olive in June's Instagrams. They have a million many tutorials to answer any question that you could have. For me to be able to paint my nails and they come out looking like glossy and perfect and professional and not like a child did them is a gift. Well, part of it is just because that's how easy the Manny system is. They have this thing that they call Poppy. It's a little patented brush handle. It makes it real easy to paint with both of your hands, like your dominant hand and your non-dominant hand. And the polishes are truly amazing. My nails have been getting a break from the fake nails, and they've literally... They've been looking so good recently. They come back to life. They're coming back to life. And people are like, your nails look adorbs. And I'm like, thank you. And then like, (laughs) where do you go? And I'm like, Casa Kismet. And they're like, where is that? I'm like, (laughs) Olive in June. (laughs) (laughs) It's at the corner of Olive in June. It's amazing. I can't stress enough that nail polish formula is self-leveling and shiny and it just lasts for a really long time. And they'll also tell you how to like touch it up if anything should happen to it so that you can stretch your mani for as long as possible. Which is why getting beautiful salon perfect nails in your own st- homes <laughs> is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash busy for 20% off your first mani system. That's O. L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash busy for 20% off your first Manny system. Go get your nails. You're going to thank us. I love you so much. So, yeah, Scholastic Book Fair for Adults. We're doing it. I love it. I love it. Seems good. Okay, great. I actually love it. Yeah, I think that's great. I think anyway, that's great. Really came through with the cameos. Yes. Sammy. Sammy's I the got, best. That was like, so there was the Dear Evan Hansen sort of like misstep. Yeah. But 
There were also two videos from Cameo from Kaylin and Weston Corey that were a real fucking amazing. And all I want to say, all I want to say is this. Cameo is a genius invention. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Fucking genius. And if I represented any, any, any young talent that had yeah. like a giant fan base in this moment, I would be like, get your fucking ass on Cameo right. immediately. Right. Because it is so fleeting. These kids are like amazing, but like I don't think entertainment, the entertainment industry is their journey. Like they're just like life vloggers or whatever. Right, and right. they're like hilarious, but whatever. But I truly like having been on a teen show, I would <laughs> recommend to anyone on a current teen show, which we can talk about your CW article that you sent me. I would say, get your ass on Cameo now. Take that money, every dollar you make on Cameo and invest it. Yeah. Save it. Invest it. I mean, this is back to the Sydney Sweeney of it all. Yeah. Like if I were Sydney Sweeney, fucking Instagram, baby. $5.99 <laughs> a Cameo. I'm not Instagram. I keep calling Cameo Instagram. Shit. It's that you rose. know what I mean? That rose is hitting you real hard. It's um, not that. It's literally <laughs> that I'm that Instagram was your medium. <sighs> It was your medium. That's where you, you really, you know, realize the power of these phones that we hold in our pockets for like it's, connecting with yeah. an audience. Which, it's, by the way, we were, uh, we did like an emergency non podcast that we put up on the Substack as a treat for um, paying subscribers. I, mean, I hope you thought it was a treat. We I don't hope, know. Yeah. I mean, but you got to see our faces as, and we discussed like Sydney Sweeney being in the news um, for talking about like how, you know, it's difficult. It's a challenge because she doesn't come from like generational money. wealth. And so she really, even though she does technically make a lot of money, she's also spending a lot of money to keep herself where she is and how it would be impossible for her to take a chunk of time off. We talked about that. We talked about Britney Spears, uh, Kevin Federline's attempt to gotcha her with his, speaking of Instagram, posting Instagram videos recorded by their kids. It was interesting. We had, you know, we had a good talk and um, it was on video so you could see our faces. If you're interested in that, it's still up. For paid subscribers and yeah, there you go. That's what we did. That's what we did. Um, yeah, I I think cameo is a good invention too. Um, you know, Louis Anderson made that nice video for Lincoln about how we were how you know because it wasn't a cameo technically, but I think about it because like Louis Anderson was doing cameos at the time and for like three hundred fifty dollars or something. But somebody told a, a mutual friend, uh, our my friend Jason Schomer told Louis Anderson that Lincoln and I had been watching um, baskets over the the quarantine and the pandemic and how just like touched Lincoln was by Louis's portrayal of Christine Baskets, which is like maybe one of the all-time greatest TV characters that's ever existed. Um, it's weird. I 
I didn't think Baskets was for me for the longest time, but then when Louis stepped in as Christine, uh, yeah, it, the whole different thing. But so anyway, Lincoln tells me all the time. He, like, watches that video repeatedly and how it means so much to him. And so Cameo is a cool thing. I'm, I I like I it. I think so, too. Yeah. That to, that All that to say, Casey and I are on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I am kidding, but I'm not kidding. But we are. We are, but I'm not. But I'm only, oh boy, whatever. Anyway, you understand. You get it. You yeah. get it. Yeah. I just am saying like I reaped the benefits of that cameo situation. With yeah. 30. Yeah. Thank God. You were lucky. They were so nice to do it. And so, oh my God, they were up. so cute. So nice. No, the videos were so cute. That's very sweet. I like that they had their cameo shut down too because I think that's like very mentally healthy. Yeah, they're really it's, cute. It's good. They seem like good kids. They do seem like good kids and their parents seem good. And I like that their mom follows me. And also like I was concerned because they live in Texas. And then I was like, oh no, are they Republican? <laughs> and then I like did a little digging yeah. into their parents' social reads. <laughs> and honestly, no, they're great. Seems like they're the great. We're good. Clear. Yeah. Seems like we're on the right, the right track as opposed to the guy that sat next to me on the airplane today who was looking at something called the Liberty Press or something like that online. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, no. And then I had a moment. I had a moment where I was like, do I? It was just, he was aisle. I was window. Yeah. Coming back from Chicago, my plane died. Ugh. Which Guys, is why the the aforementioned journey I was talking about because he was texting me like I'm on the plane I might be a little late and then like I was like the plane died <laughs> and Casey was like what does that mean are you okay <laughs> no I was like no no, no. everything is fine but I'm literally booking it over to the like help desk and I was supposed to fly into LaGuardia here's what I want to say it's amazing about about living in New York, which yeah. is you got three airports to choose got a from. Lot of, I mean, even more, more because more. you can like white planes. You can fly into Connecticut, white planes. Sure. There's sure. like a few in Connecticut. So I was supposed to fly into the new fancy LaGuardia, which I love. Yeah. And uh, then um, legit was like, this plane is dead. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And got off the plane and people were like scrambling, trying to get on to the next flight to LaGuardia. Right. And I was like walking over toward the gate for the next flight to LaGuardia. And I just happened to glance to my (laughs) right. And I saw boarding in three minutes to Newark, New Jersey. And I was like, yes, bitch, get me on that plane. (laughs) And And so I went up and they were like, well, you were, okay. I was in first class, but only because I have platinum status, guys. Don't (laughs) get upset about it. But I fly a lot and other people pay for it. But anyways, they were like, you were in first class, but we don't have that anymore. And I was like, that's fine. (laughs) Get me on the plane. I'm late for my podcast already. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, oh, well, I do this. Okay, I had a late night talk show. And then, wait, let me just explain. And then, so then Casey and I were like, and then... 
45 minutes later. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, I, <laughs> I did. I was like, I don't give a fuck. So they put me though in the exit row. And so it was like, I was on the, in the window. And then there was this like, I'm going to say it. He looked like a military bro. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I get older, that. older. Yeah. Yeah. Like in his 30s. Yeah. Like maybe like works like special ops now. Like he's like, <laughs> maybe. No, you know, you know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah. he like works for like um, private security. What is yeah. that thing? That international private security that's like former military. Oh, what are gosh, those people? I don't even know. You what know, the that Donald is. Rumsfeld thing. Blackwater. Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Something like that. That was the guy. That was looking at fucking Patriot Games or whatever the fuck the website was. And then I had to Google it because I was like, <laughs> I mean, this is my brain. Good. My brain was like, but what if it's like a liberal thing? And he's like, just like, he's defying my expectations. And I'm just assuming the worst because he's just a white man with a buzz cut in his 30s who is Googling something called Patriot something. <sighs> It's not. No, it's not. It was, great. It's it not was great. exactly it's not great. what you thought. And then I was like, do I say something to him? I'm not kidding. I was like, it's just the two of us here, human to human. Do I say to him, because I was reading Jessica Valenti's blog on the plane, which is why I tweeted yeah. those things Yeah, about her like abortion all day or whatever yeah. part of her new, of her sub stack. Yeah. Um, and I was like, should I say something to him? Should I be like, like, where were you on January 6th? Like, hey, bro, you seem okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say that you didn't rape someone between the ages of 14 and 24, but I'm not going to say that you don't regret your actions in this moment. Right. Okay. That, would, that, that goes pretty hard. To a stranger. Oh, wait. That was too that was too hard. Okay, okay. Wait, <laughs> let me back up. Let me back up. Let me sure. back up. Okay. Um, I'm like, hey, guy, you seem all right. Um, I see, I just I'm so sorry, but I just noticed that you um are looking at this thing, this site, this news news site in quotation marks. Um I just want to say to you like i'm a i'm a i'm a person i'm a whole person i'm a whole actual fucking person and i just wanted you to hear that from me a whole actual person with a vagina uterus tits etc um my vagina uterus tits etc not so much in question in this moment in time but lots of other vagina uterus tits at set or just vagina uterus or just uterus at set um are actually in question in this moment as to their personhood right so it'd be great it'd be great it'd be great if you could like try to see this side close the fascist website and just like let's uh have a good flight put it on airplane mode sir i don't know it's too much shit in this world i hate it yeah it's it's i mean it's been a wild week 
since we spoke, a lot of FBI info, a lot of... Oh, wait, walk me through what's happened. I was well, very, con- I was very preoccupied with lots of things. Lots well, of you know, things. I'm sure you're aware that the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago to Yeah, but we talked about this last week. Some things. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, since then, there's been, mm-hmm. you know... Well, people are for for the first time in history, Republicans are like against the FBI and are like right. this. They is- want to defund it. Is that what yeah. I saw? Yeah. The, oh, bless your heart, Marjorie Taylor Grant. <laughs> Overreach mm. by the FBI, but also there was the thing where Trump was like, "They took my passports," and then the passports? FBI passports like 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 multiple. Yeah, be- I think because you have like um. When you have like a private citizen and like a presidential passport, when you're the president, is that true? I believe so. Um, okay. Like a diplomatic passport or something. But um, anyway, the FBI was like, "We don't have your passports." <laughs> so, <laughs> and then you know, just uh, all, they're like, all... "Bitch, you misplaced them." <laughs> yeah, like what guy knows where his passport is? First of all, oh my god, by not... the way, just <laughs> FYI. Ex-husband Mark? No idea where it is. <laughs> guys, the FBI it's in, took it. Guys, it's in my uterus right now. <laughs> That's where it is. It is not uncommon, Mr. No one Trump. knows where their fucking... Certainly no man knows where their fucking passport <laughs> is, but literally no one knows where their passport is until it's the day before their friend's wet destination wedding <laughs> international. And they're like, motherfucker, where's my passport? And then they find it and they're like, it expired three years ago. What Brutal. am I about to do this is the true story of Raymond Padilla that well, year, perhaps. but it's happened. I mean, for your birthday, I had to get a rush job passport. You did, and so did Emily Beebe. And my friend Robin Shore, I believe, didn't even make it. <laughs> like, she was like, she was like faced with it. She was like, I, I honestly busy, I can't, like, I can't. <laughs> it's too much, it's too hard. I love you another time. That's oh all I'm saying. Gosh. Yeah. Happens to everyone. But anyway, j- just don't go accusing the FBI of taking your passport first thing before you even go look for it. Can I be honest? Melania's got that chip. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, what else is going on? Just, you know, what's what else is happening with you? You've only am, been home for a minute and a half. A minute and a half. You know what? I think she. I'm hopeful that she's like just passed out in Casa Kismet's bed, <laughs> but we'll see. I hope she's not. I hope she didn't fly like the wind off the balcony because oh the door is God. open because I turned the fan off because I didn't want any fucking noise issues. Uh, duh, duh. <gasps> okay, what am I eating for dinner though? Let's be real. Am I going you gotta to eat go something. rigatoni alla vodka? Am I gonna do a pizza? Both what of do you those think? seem good. Both seem Yeah. No, I know, but what do you want me to eat? Um eat rigatoni. That's right. That was the right answer. <laughs> Even though this place is called Sourdough Squares Pizza. Wait, that, should I get a pizza? Wait. 
I mean, now I've, this was a curveball. I'm so sorry. Now you know where Birdie gets it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What is this pizza? A curveball? Bert, now I know where Birdie gets a no, curveball. No, where Birdie's like, I want the calamari and the. Right, because we're all Veruca Salt. <laughs> I want it now! <laughs> Guys, if you don't think that I don't know that I'm Veruca Salt, <laughs> then you don't know me. Um, Pesto chicken pizza? That sounds good. <laughs> Honestly, I want to try this. What? What? A spicy rigatoni pizza. Get oh. the fuck. You can out have both. Here. Sir, sir, <laughs> sir, you have just made the pizza of my dreams. <laughs> Thank you very much. Add pepperoni, add to order. Goodbye. <sighs> you wow. did it. You did it. Wow. <laughs> What's the onion soup pizza? I didn't add that. Get onion soup pizza. Remove, <laughs> remove item. <laughs> Move it. Oh my gosh. This right. is um Move it. Live live. <laughs> this is live. This is shades of uh I feel like we're getting to experience what your time with Katie Asselton mm. was like when you maybe had a little too much too rose. Much, too much rose and too your much traveling and too much rose. <laughs> and your food didn't come. Not enough food and too much rose. <laughs> that the name of my next book who that's, wants to pay me my advance yeah. that should what if be we your just, next book that's, guys fucking skull <laughs> oh no I just saw I just saw my I just saw my handwriting for a scholastic book fair for adults and Casey <laughs> Casey wait Casey Casey, Casey. Uh, <laughs> no this is this is not good that's we call an- it should I not be doing this podcast right now what are we doing <laughs> Am I, is this terrible? I gotta go. I don't know. Guys, I love you so much. Oh my God. I hope you're doing your best. Bye. <laughs> well, we're already here. So <laughs> Busy Suck Reveal, the top <laughs> of It's been a fucking week and it is only Tuesday. It's been such a week. It's Tuesday like, night, guys, at least. It's not. I like such a week like Sunday I legit was like I'm done like I'm done let's call it I am a done person (laughs) like this is all too much for me I uh you rallied you brought it back I rallied I did go to Chicago because it was important yeah that I like do it like you showed up to Chicago where you needed to be right I showed up to Chicago. <laughs> my aunt is like, it is like complicated because my mom's in Hawaii right now. And so she's listening yeah. to this and she doesn't even know I was in Chicago. Okay. So hi, Barb. And, um, uh, and my aunt, it is weird because I don't know this woman very, you know, like really yeah. at all, but like she's my mom's sister and it's all comp. Kaya's family's complicated. Family's complicated. I was, my whole group chat today was just about our complicated families. Oh, that's rude that I'm not on that group chat, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did I get kicked off of it? No, it's with, okay, it's Ashley Nicole Black, which yes. you, me, Ashley Nicole Black, and Chelsea Devontae have it's a, a group dead chat. chat. It's, it's a, a dead, dead chat. chat. No one has chatted for so long. <laughs> because everyone's my so secret busy. Th- no, no. My secret belief is that you fuckers are on another chat <laughs> minus... Yeah, girl. No, that's not true. But I Isn't am. It? Isn't I am it? on a group chat that is Ashley Nicole Black and Kristen Bartlett, who was the head writer of Full Frontal with Samantha B. Rude. <laughs> and I think it mostly started about. I think that group chat started mostly because the kids were like variously watching their dogs. And so it was a way to like communicate about that. But today it was about family. Family is complicated as fuck. Sometimes it can start out being like, can your kid watch my dog? And then next thing you know, you're just talking about how your grandfather was born out of wedlock and how that, you know, was that generational trauma was passed down. Here's what I'm going to say. Like, Okay. I'm looking at an empty bottle of wine (laughs) and a glass that has about a little over a half in it. So just so like we all get our bearings in terms of where she's at in this moment. Yeah. I also want to say this. In the last... 12 hours, I've eaten some chilaquiles. Good. A bag of pretzels. Two random ass American Airlines biscotti. (laughs) A cup of Coke. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, not like Coke the drug. Like a cup of Coca-Cola. And scene. So that rigatoni pizza cannot get here fast enough. Can't get here fast enough. And you know what? You because know what? what time did you open that bottle of wine it, 60 minutes ago? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> she was thirsty. She's thirsty, but she's also just fucking had it. <laughs> I sent you the thing of the guys like with the like that tweet about abortion and the lady yes. who was like her teenage daughter had stopped like went in for her gynecological exam yeah. or was it just a checkup maybe it might have just been a regular check with the pediatrician yeah, yeah. and, and asked- she asked when was the start date of her last period and she was like it my period's regular there's nothing out of the ordinary thank you yeah and the mom was like, wait, whoa, 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 why'd you do that? And the girl was like, <laughs> doctors can no longer be trusted. Doctors can no longer be trusted and they should become accustomed to not knowing about our cycles. Full stop. Okay. So I sent it to KUC because I saw that. But then I scrolled down to the replies and there was this guy named Rick, obviously, 
who had a lot of likes on this reply, which was like, this makes no sense to me. Should the doctor then be free of any liability to any misdiagnosis? To me, you cannot disclose. You can't not disclose information because you don't trust the doctor, but then legally expect accuracy of diagnosis and treatment. Blind mistrust is as bad as blind trust. And then it's like, the responses to that was like, sir? <laughs> <clears throat> hey, Rick? Sit down, Rick. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. I see your suit and tie. I see your glasses. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to take all of that and sit the fuck down. I need you to sit the fuck down right oh now, Rick. Oh, my God. And I need you to shut the fuck up. But then I kept scrolling and then I sent Casey all of it. And I was like, please look at the replies. Do men not understand women's bodies, bodily function, women as humans, period, at all? And Casey was like, they do not, (laughs) ma'am. I said they might know everything that ever happened to a baseball team before before the man was born, but they'll never learn this they information. Will they will never uh, know. I do want to say a couple things. Um, somebody did respond to Rick in good faith as if, like, maybe you might sweet, not know this. Sweet, sweet, sweet. It was you know, sweet. Good faith in good faith is sweet. And I love you. I love you. (laughs) I love you if you're an in good faith person. I myself at this moment in time, I'm not. Yeah. This person was saying doctors don't always need to know that information. They don't need the information. It's like asking your age or how tall you are. It's a nonsense checklist question they still ask out of habit. Only now the answer can be weaponized, which many thousands of people liked that answer. To his credit... Rick's, I will say to Rick's credit. I will Rick's say this credit. too. I will say this too. To Rick's credit. Bless <laughs> you, Rick. Bless you. He said, this conversation is truly helping to expose and drive home to me the level of internalized misogyny in our society. Something all men need to hear and understand on a visceral level. Still have a lot to learn. So, great. Good for Rick. But what interested me was how many women from other countries who were like, my doctor never asks that. Because like, for real, I can go into the doctor and be like, my eyebrow hurts. And they're like, is there any chance you could be pregnant? And I'm like, um, no. Pretty sure no. (laughs) Pretty sure it's not a pregnancy-induced eyebrow pain. But uh, Uh, I dislocated my knee and needed (laughs) surgery when I was 14 when was my last cycle what i'm sorry what why yeah huh yeah sir it's just one of those things like it's just one of those those things that you want to be left alone just one of those things (laughs) we can be doing better it's the same well i know that many um women who are heavier also have had that experience where you go in and you're like um i think i like bent my finger back and they're like have you ever thought of losing weight and you're like i mean yes obviously every day of my life i've thought about it it's impossible not to do so in this country but can you help me with my sprained finger what but do you just think so you know pictures don't do you justice <laughs> it's there wild. is something that is not quantifiable in <laughs> photos 
You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Sure. Great. I literally ordered something from Tribeca. I couldn't be further from fucking Tribeca right now. This oh, is no. it's gonna so take a long goddamn time. stupid. It's going to take a long time. I was going to say, I was going to be generous with um, medical generous. professionals. <laughs> generous? I was going to be generous with medical professionals and say <laughs> that it's not always malicious. I think it's a bad habit and bad, you know, bad habits. It'd be great if they broke. But then here's what I also will say. If it's been pointed out and you're curious about like what people think of the care that you're giving them, if it's been pointed out that you have a bad habit and you're not doing everything you can to break the bad habit at this point, then it's, you know, then it is maybe a little malicious in a way. I agree. And I'm sure that doctors are, you know, they're, I think they're caught off guard as much as all of us are. Like, how do we go forward with this? But I, I hope that doctors are understanding and not tough on young women when they don't want to give that information because, uh, you know, because we've learned that we can't share that information safely anymore. This is depressing. It is. I have to pee and I need water. <laughs> yeah. And you also, I got to find out where Gina is. Cause find I'm, Gina. I'm afraid that she's like, I be- no. <laughs> no. No. For so many reasons. No. No. <laughs> she's asleep on my bed. Let's be uh, real. Okay. Go I'm going to pee. Go I'll be pee right back. and get water and everything. podcast is where we want to be we want to buy our first homes but we don't know how to get in what's the way the market's working now (laughs) wow 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 guys off the cuff that was a, a full it was more than just a jingle it was a full theme song that was the theme song that's the new theme song of the how to buy a home <laughs> podcast hosted by and the great david sedoni who we love and david sedoni is like okay that's not the new theme song but also busy <laughs> thank you but also thank you because he's David's, a nice man he's a nice man and an industry expert with years of experience, who's devoted to helping first-time home buyers who just don't know where to, where to start or how. And he's like, I'm going to walk you through it step by step. <laughs> it really makes buying a home much less intimidating because it is. It's like one of the most intimidating processes that you go through as an adult. Okay, I'm just saying I had the benefit of having a realtor mother. My mm-hmm. mom, Barbara Phillips, shout out, is a realtor. But if Barbara Phillips isn't your mom, you need David Sedoni in your life, especially if you're a first time home buyer. But even if you're like, I'm just unclear about this market now. I bought a home a while ago. What am I doing? Where am I going? What's going to happen? Nah. He's just an incredible resource, he's full of knowledge. And guys, start your path today by going to howtobuyahome.com and make this the last year that you rent. 
You can also find the How to Buy a Home podcast on YouTube and also wherever you listen to podcasts. Where are you listening to this? How are you hearing this right now? How to Buy a Home is also there. You, also there. It. Also we there. promise. David Sedoni, we love you. <laughs> Ned, oh Ned, I've been doing better with Ned. My hands have been less numb with Ned. That's a true statement. Oh, nice. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, I've been trying to like do like more rituals. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been trying to just be like more mindful, like meditation, taking deep breaths, uh, and <laughs> using like my Ned yeah. supplements that I've been using. All of these things like add up to help me feel better throughout the day. I'm not kidding. The truth is when I take three minutes to remember to like mix up my Ned and take it before bedtime my entire being feels different. Yeah. You know that I'm a huge fan of the Ned Mellow Magnesium Super Blend. I've always, I've always taken magnesium for many years on the advice of my very smart doctor. And, uh, the, the, Mellow Magnesium is my favorite product just because, like you said, Busy, it's like a little ritual and it's not just popping a couple pills. You know, I'm using this super blend that I really like and it sort of signals that it's the end of my day and I know that it makes a huge difference in how my body feels. Me too. And also the thing is like a lot of these supplements and things, like I'll go to health food stores or whatever, walk the aisles and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know what I'm getting. And the transparency that you get with this company is that Ned shares third-party lab reports Like they know who farms their product and their extraction process. And it's all right there on their website. It's full transparency, which I very much appreciate. Yeah. And Ned products are full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. I know that CBD for me like relaxes my body in a way that I don't think it has been in years. I feel like a new person. Guys, we all need to be relaxed like we haven't been in years. So listen, become the best version of yourself. Get 15% off Ned products with code BUSY. Go to Hello Ned dot com slash busy or enter code busy at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash busy to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. And thank you for bringing yourselves into our lives because Casey and I both have benefited greatly from it. For real, for real, for real. That's not part of the copy. That's just true. Gina was fine. She was asleep on the bed. <laughs> she is As stinky. She is stinky. What happened? How how'd she get stinky? Do we think she has to go, she needs to go get like a you know groom. A groom, a bath. I've been taking her to the dog park where yeah. they have water and it's been really hot and humid here. And then she goes and she cools off and like enjoys her life. And then smells not great. 
Sometimes she's very cute. She's very cute. Sometimes my dogs just smell very doggy when they come inside. I don't know what it is about the outside that makes them smell doggier than they did mm-hmm, when they first mm-hmm. went out, but I've smelled a couple people recently that really smell like grass. What do you think that's about? I don't know. Like, were they like golfing? Like, I don't know. Like, were they out with grass? Like grass. They smell like grass. Interesting. Like they're like, it's not like fresh grass. It's like, I've been rolling around in grass. Interesting. (laughs) Like two people, two men recently, not men that I know. Not okay. men I know. Men I've been in, like, well, I've been in airports, so, you know. Yeah. And I wear, I wear, by the way, I wear masks. I wear masks. Yeah. So you were but smelling I grass I still smell the grass scent through huh. it. <sighs> okay, guys. We're having a real DoorDash situation. <laughs> I put in two orders, and we're going to see which one gets here first. It's a race. <laughs> It's a race to save Busy's life from Rosé. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> Here's what I don't love now that I look at it. Yeah. Normally, like, the way that it's structured is that, like, the DoorDash is, like, the things that are closest to you pop up first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you yeah. can click on that. And now I realize this one that I did click on first was, yeah. like, an a paid ad. Oh. <gasps> uh. Hate. And I feel had. I feel had yeah. because because of the rosé and because I you're not didn't in a state. Have, I didn't. I'm not to in be a able state to to, to discern. discern from no, a paid to discern. Ad. <laughs> I a can't paid discern ad from, a, from a nearby restaurant. Do you want to hear something um cute, kind of cute that happened to me? I mean, I know it's all you know, it's marketing, whatever. But my friend Garen, who <laughs> yeah. is. Um, he, uh, is on the, the Never Not Funny podcast with Jimmy Pardo. My friend Garen is like, they're like side guy, you know, he's like their producer guy. Cute. Anyway, late a couple nights ago, he tweeted something like, I have a serious question and please don't answer with joke answers. I just want only like serious input. Is now, is right now too late to eat Stouffer's macaroni and cheese. And I said... Like, sweetie, it's the perfect time or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say never, never. Never too late. But anyway, just what he... Never is the answer. He then tweeted me like a midnight picture of him taking a bite of Stouffer's mac and cheese. I love this journey. But then the next day, the Stouffer's Twitter account was like, hey, guys, it's also not too early to eat Stouffer's mac and cheese. Get out of here. Would you like some? I was like, yes, of course I want some. Within a couple hours, they had sent over like a couple bags of like Stouffer's Delightful. Excuse me? Yeah. It's the first time anything like that ever happened to me. I see all the time. Our friend Josh Gondelman, I think, got a Dunkin' Donuts card, Dunkin' Donuts for life. I've seen our friend Simran got like some uh, package of Jenny's ice cream, I think. Excuse me? Yeah, I think so. This summer, I think she got Jenny's ice cream. Um, I don't think she ordered it. I think it was like a, you, you know, you're Simran. We want to send you ice cream. Um, but it's the first time I think I ever got like, um, you know, a brand was like, we want to give perk. you back a perk for for just like appreciating the brand. So anyway, we ate some. I think we're going to share some because it was a lot and it was really generous of Stouffer's. 
Um, but and we hashtag can't not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. We can't fit it all in our freezer, but um, we did. I had a Salisbury steak last night, and it really brought me back. Really brought I've never, me back. I've never had a Salisbury steak. You've never had? It's just like a individual meatloaf, basically. You've had a meatloaf, right? Well, my mom and, yes, my parents would make meatloaf. Yeah. By the way, I love meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Yeah. Why don't you have meatloaf sometimes? <sighs> I made my grandma's recipe for Mila for a while for Birdie when Birdie was little. Yeah. And it was a hit. Yeah, of course. It's good. But Birdie and I were talking recently and I was like, we don't cook in New York as much. And yeah. it's a bummer. And then I was like, oh, it's the thing. Like, you don't cook as much in New York. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. It's true because it's like a really delivery oriented culture. Like it always has been. Like even before DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that stuff, like people were always getting food delivered to them in New York. It's just like how it is. Well, right. Like I remember that guy, Morgan Spurlock. Oh, yeah. When he did that McDonald's thing. And like right. this was way pre pandems. I mean, this was like. So long ago. So long ago. And like he could and he was canceled like, now. He is? What did he yeah. get canceled for? Uh he did some bad man shit, I guess. I'm not surprising. Um, but anyway. Okay. But he got McDonald's delivered in New York City. Yeah, you and didn't I remember get that in the 90s. Right. This is what I'm saying. It was the 90s. And this is what I'm saying. I remember watching that and being like, what? What? <laughs> But, I like, it is, like, a vibe. Like, yeah. in New York, you just don't, you just don't, like, cook. Yeah. I so worked dumb. in, you know, I worked in Midtown on 53rd Street and the McDonald's near us. I remember when they put up a poster with, like, here's our phone number. Like, who's ever known the phone number to a McDonald's? And you, they did. Put up a f- you did. You <laughs> did. But prior to that, nobody ever called a McDonald's and they were like, here's our phone number. You can call and order a McDonald's to get delivered because I'm sure that's the only way they could compete with all the diners delivering to all the offices in Midtown. But anyway, yeah, it's such a delivery culture. And I think the kitchens are smaller and I think it's a pain in the ass to haul groceries up to your apartment. Well, I know that for sure. Yeah. Remember my story? Yeah. Can I tell that story here? Where, I I, where the girl from the grocery store was like, what are you oh, doing? Yeah, I'm she have wanted to walk to you home. Yeah, she wanted to help you because mm. you had too much stuff. Yeah, that's mm. wild. Um, so I think that's why people don't cook as much. I have known people that have stored clothing in their ovens in Manhattan, which I think is dangerous because if you ever accidentally turn it on, your what are you oven doing? on, you'd burn up your clothes and your apartment. And also another person that I knew in Manhattan. She did. She opened her oven so infrequently, and she had like a, I think a cat, right? That she was feeding like dry cat food to all the time. I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this. She literally went to open her oven. I don't know why. And um, fucking dry cat food poured out of it because uh, rodents had been stealing the cat food and living in her oven and hoarding Mm. like pet food in her oven. I don't like that. And so that's how infrequently she opened her oven. Like, she, like it fell to the floor. The cat food fell to the floor when she opened the oven. So anyway, 
People don't cook in Manhattan. People cook in L.A. I think, like, people grill outside in L.A. a lot. Ooh, my food's There's here. Some of your, some of your food. I don't know what it is, though. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. You don't know who won the race. You don't know who, which. We didn't even talk about me trying to germaplane my own face. Yeah, we're getting to that. (laughs) I did not do my best at that. You didn't. Not shocking. What got here first? The more nearby. Oh, God. It's not (laughs) the place that advertised to me. It's not the faraway pizza, rigatoni pizza place? No. It's like, no. This is a place that's like four steps from Casa Kismet. <laughs> Literally Listen. across, like one and a half steps away. <laughs> Listen, ordinarily, people with misophonia, I'm so, I'm sorry. You know, I'd like put my foot down about busy eating yeah. during the podcast. No, you do. But- you do put your foot down. You're like... But today, why don't you call me back? <laughs> no, no, go enjoy your food. Enjoy your food. Call me back. <laughs> today, we're gonna let Busy have some bites of that food because uh, that because because I haven't eaten since breakfast. Yeah, and and the rose is just in the there, chilaquiles, all, all, all by herself. <laughs> and then the flight was delayed. Woo! And this is a real gluten free. Fucking rigatoni shit. Wait, know. did you I get literally rig- don't. rigatoni from both places? No. Oh, sorry. This is Fuseli. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was, it's all pasta. Well, this is gluten free. Okay. Yeah. Place two is just full glutes. <laughs> I, I saw a place in Beverly Hills when I was at the dermatologist at Dr. Tell me about the booping the nose. Dr. Mavis Billups. I went to see her. Um, I just love her. She she just booped my nose, like, because I had to take my mask down so she could look at my formerly infected nose. And she was like, it looks so great. And then she just turned my face one way, the other way. And she was like, I love your nose. Boop. Adorbs. It was adorbs. I love that lady. She's fantastic. Um, and uh, she said something really funny. She just, it was like, all she booped my nose, but it was mostly all business, like a quick appointment. She was busy because she has appointments on Saturday, which I think is so considerate for people that have to work and that's the only day they can come. And uh, then she was like, okay, so you have the cream. You know, if that infection returns, that's what you use on the cream and you're wearing sunscreen every day. And so that's everything. The only thing we need to uh, work on is um, getting homes in other countries. That's That'd be good. <laughs> and, was, and she was like, that's, that's my focus. I think that'd be so great. She just was, you know, just added it on there to like, you know, dream big that you might ha- get a vacation home in another country. I mean, I don't even know. Like, let's be real. Like, maybe it's not a vacation home. Maybe it's like <laughs> our escape. Your full home. But I thought it was so funny. I was like, just um, you know, coming out of coming out of left field with one last thought. Use sunscreen every day. Also, think about trying to um have have an escape in another country. That'd be I think great. we have to be specific with our <laughs> with our <laughs> goals and dreams. Also, I just want to just 
say to you guys that this pasta is so hot. It's as if my mom made it in the kitchen <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, it's about... And, then, the rest- and then was like, I'm going to microwave it. <laughs> and then I'm going to give it to you. And I'm trying to eat this shit. And I'm telling you, this is the it's hottest shit I've death. ever... No, it's great. It's great. I okay. love it. I love hot food. <laughs> I love... It's- I live for hot food. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah. So anyway, but next to Dr. Mavis Billups's office in Beverly Hills, I saw an ad for a place that wasn't open because it was in the morning, but it's it was like boasting gluten-free noodles. But it had all the things. Like it had like gluten-free noodles like you're eating right now, but also you could get like the zucchini spiral noodles or the or you could get spaghetti squash. You could like choose your own gluten-free poison. Um, you know, on which to get no your... one has ever called anything gluten free poison. Just so <laughs> I'm it's saying, actually, you know... it's actually legit the opposite of poison. <laughs> when they say pick your poison, you could like pick. Oh, I want spaghetti squash. I want zucchini spirals. Right, but pick I your want... poison in. But pick your poison in furs, a thing that you will enjoy, and not a thing that you will tolerate, <laughs> because. You're either like you have IBS or celiac or any number of other things, or you're like a person that's like, I'm eating clean, which is just an eating disorder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, this, I'm just I'm saying. I'm not going to lie. I'm saying. I'm not going to lie. I like zucchini spirals. No, no, you don't. I do. I really do. I like zucchini spirals, but I'm very specific about it. It can't be like some watery shit. Like you have to prepare it properly. If you get all that watery, like the watery stuff from the zucchini in the spaghetti sauce, I'm going to be mad. But I would be perfectly happy with a pile of zucchini spirals, sauce, and like two meatballs. That's, I'm very happy with that. Okay. Pasta is not that important to me. And you know, I'm off. Oh, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> you know that when I do have pasta, I'm such a bitch about the way the sauce is put on it. Like I, here's what I am not, I don't have a huge ego about a lot of things, but I have a huge ego about the way that I put sauce on pasta. I don't think anyone does it the right way. I think Correctly. I do it. I think I do it the right way. I think I've learned What is from, the right way? The right way is that you cook your pasta so it's slightly undercooked. You don't fully drain and rinse the pasta. You drain most of the water, but you leave like a scoop of water in there. You put it back on the heat. You start stirring it around. Then you put the pasta sauce in and you continue to cook until the pasta sauce is warmed up and the pasta sauce continued to cook the 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 pasta and then the water that you left in there forms like an emulsion that makes the pasta sauce stick to the pasta and then at the last minute you put a couple of hunks of butter in there you can put olive oil oh too, wow 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 but a couple okay. hunks of butter here's That's what I'm gonna say the way that is this that is the ancient way <laughs> that is that is. Like when we're talking about mindfulness and we're talking about meditation, <laughs> we're talking about all kinds of things and like the spiritual way. That is that that is it. 
That's, that's how you do out. it. So like when I see, especially on TV, when I see like a big pile of spaghetti with just somebody ladled some sauce over the top. No, no, no. Everyone knows. It makes if you me don't furious. listen the fuck up. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> you save a scoop of pasta water. Everyone yeah. knows this. I hope you I know I do it this. a little bit. I do it a little bit different though. Okay. I save a scoop of the pasta water. Okay. But I drain my pasta. So okay. I take us so I pre-take when we're about ready to go. About Understood. ready to go. A scoop, a scoop, maybe two, goes into a bowl of the pasta water. Yeah. The rest of the pasta gets drained, not yeah. rinsed, drained, thrown back into a pot. Sauce added. Then pasta water added. Then pasta water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stirred around. But pasta water as needed. Yeah. I always just put the same. I put, it's always like a scoop's worth, like a like a ladle's worth of pasta water for me. But if you haven't been doing some version of this to your pasta, I have great news for you. It's not too late. It's not too late. And you mm-hmm. can level up your pasta saucing game. Level up, level up, level up, level up. <laughs> I know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, wait. Do you, when you make latkes, because you make really good latkes. I make the best latkes. The, you, the best! Do you use um, the starch from the potato water or do you just add starch? My process is complicated. <laughs> Involved. And um, to answer your question directly, no, I add starch. You add starch. Oh, okay. Because our I eliminate I eliminate the starch from the water. Oh, okay. And it's a whole process. Okay. How do you eliminate the starch from the water? You soak it, drain it, like use paper towel, suck it out, then do it again a second time. Wow. Oh my goodness. Um, our you, wait, do you know Rebecca Metz? My friend Rebecca Metz. I always feel like you must know each other and you should know each other. She's a great actor um, and I love her so much. And she's What? So f- what is she from? She is, she's on the show Better Things. Oh, okay. With Pamela Adlon. Um, she's also uh, on a Disney show called Coop and Cammy uh, that I don't think it's on anymore, but uh, you can probably still watch it. But um, uh, oh, uh, oh, second order is on the way. Oh, so exciting. Um, Rebecca Metz gave me her dad's um, recipe for latkes, and it had to do with getting the starch out of the potato water, like, and using that in the, the potatoes, latkes. not the yeah. potato water, the potatoes. Well, like, but the juice from the potatoes, then you let the starch settle to the bottom and then you pour off the juice and then you have your But starch. you have to add water. Yeah, yeah. Right. But A, it was delicious. And thank you to Rebecca's father for sharing the family recipe for latkes. They were delicious. But also B, the feeling of that potato starch was so cool. It's like the coolest thing I ever touched. I feel like they should make makeup out of that because it feels like so soft and silky. I feel like you. Scholastic adult. Prepare, <laughs> slash. Slash. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. <laughs> Potato water cosmetic. <laughs> station. 
<laughs> we mix it for you while you're there. <gasps> yes. And then on the other side, guess what? You get a fucking latke. <laughs> This, the, I, the this ideas is Joy- thinking outside the box. <laughs> Joy Mangano is shaking in her boots right now. This is legit what every <laughs> mediocre white dude all is doing 24 7. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> this is the beginning of the WeWork movie. <laughs> When that I am essentially Jared Leto in drag in this moment. Do you understand? <laughs> oh, he's just like there. It's high heels you know for what? babies. You know what? <laughs> By the way, I had high heels for babies for birdie. Somebody gave them to me. I feel like is is that in the movie? People who saw it, was it high heels for babies that he was trying to sell, or am I making that up? In we work, ha- yeah. No, was it? I had high heels for babies. Like it was literally somebody gave them to ba- me. It might not it wasn't high heels for babies, I don't think. I think it was like a knee protectors for crawling babies or something. Also would have taken those. Yeah, of course. I remember those high this heels for babies. The little pasta mush that I'm eating. It is <laughs> incredible. I'm glad it's so mushy. It doesn't make a lot of noise. She just gave me the dirtiest look. The dirtiest look. Are you going to eat your um, noodle pizza now? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Obviously. She's making up for lost time. Um, but I'm so going to say she, something. I was with yeah. my friend last night yeah. in Chicago. And we went to this excellent restaurant, Rosemary, in Chicago. West oh, Loop. Okay. Not What's the bear. up, Rosemary? Not the bear. That doesn't <laughs> exist. That doesn't exist. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I yes. tell you something? Yes. As a person who, first of all, I know Chris Storer, who made the bear. Yeah. He's so nice. And Coco, who's his sister, who is a chef. Yeah. Who greatly influenced the TV show. And all of that is like has nothing to do with I'm, what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm from, technically, Chicago. Chicago. And I got there yesterday for, like, what essentially would be, like, 27 hours. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be more. But we already got into that. And I was like... So fucking tired because I woke up at four in the morning to take the 6 a.m. So I could see my aunt at fucking 10 Mm a.m. Whatever. On my way into the city, I was like, oh, God, you know what I want? I want like a fucking Italian beef sandwich. (laughs) And I shit you not. Two seconds later on my Twitter feed was a New York Times article that was like, since the bear, Italian beef requests have skyrocketed. (laughs) Guys, I have not watched my friend's show. I haven't watched it. I need to. I need to. I know. But also I'm going to say this. And controversial. Oh, Gina, sorry. And controversial because I want to also preface everything with this other thing which is that i love chris star yeah. 
who yeah. made this show. And I like what he, I know that he's a good fucking person and et cetera, et cetera. And all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the two shows that have gotten the most fucking what to wah in the last several years have been Ted Lasso and the Bear, just two shows starring a very attractive white man. <laughs> and I know, I know, even without watching it, because I know Chris, I know the I know the script he based the TV show on. Yeah. Which was a feature film. He wrote like many, 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 many 12 years ago, whatever. I know it's not the same fucking shit. I'm just saying culturally, culturally, we suck. <laughs> Our choices suck. Our fucking, like, the way that we, like, quantify things or qualify things or whatever is, like, so fucking biased that it's insane. And I don't know what it's a product of. I will say this. Did I see more ads for Ted Lasso than anything ever? Yes. yes. Have I seen more fucking billboards for the bear in the last three months than any t other TV show in recent memory? Yes. yes. Both of those things, yes. <laughs> and, and they're the biggest fucking shows and people fucking love them. And so is there a direct line to the money that these companies put behind it? in publicizing it and the amount of people that are like singing their praises and like loving it and watching it. Maybe. Yeah. Fucking maybe. You know what I saw? A girl's five ever bus once. <laughs> I also you know, saw You know what bus. I saw? Not one Russian doll billboard ever. It's true. You I know what else I saw? Do ladies do anything? Are the women doing anything? <laughs> Are there black people on television? Well, here's what's interesting about Ted Lasso and the bear uniquely is that the the lead. And by the guys, way, so happy for them. So happy for them. So, so happy for, for so, them. So, 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 so happy for them. The lead white guys. Um, are great. They're both great. like both great. We don't we don't begrudge a talent. Don't begrudge a talent. It's not about that. Both great characters, both portrayed by really talented people. But both of those shows are interestingly showcases and ensembles of massively talented people who are not white guys mm. who are also. Like, in my opinion, to me, Sydney, which you haven't seen this, so it'll be meaningless to you. In The me, Bear, or is Sid that Ted Lasso? Sydney is the star of The Bear for me, mm -hmm. like her journey. And is, maybe, and maybe, by the way, and maybe that was Chris Storer's intent. Well, do you that's know what, what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is it like, is it also that some of these people that have been in the business for a long time are like, Here's the way that I feel about it, but here's what they're going to let me make. You know what I mean? And like, uh, I, I mean, who knows? The Bear and Ted yeah. Lasso are not compromised in any way. They're wonderful. They're both really wonderful. But like mm -hmm. Ted Lasso really is, to me, the story of 
it's not just the story of Rebecca, the team owner. It's the story of like Ted Lasso and her friendship and how they are changed by the circumstances of their lives. To me, that's what it's about. And it's just, it's interesting to me that to get anything made, it seems like, it seems like to me, if I'm being honest, it has Hmm. to center a white guy. And that Mm, is tiring. This is so interesting. And here's where it is. That the artists behind the scenes and the creators behind the scenes are like trying to pull the fucking strings, as you say, and like make shows that can get in there. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Maybe I'm just like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. But I'm so, I've so fucking had it. I've had it. I've just had it. I've had it with the decision makers. They suck. Yeah. Because they're, because guys, whether you like it or not, whether you're like, the bear is genius. Like, I'm sure it is. It I is. Lo- like, guys, by the way, I'm sure it is. I'm sure because I know Chris and I like can't wait to watch it. I'm so excited for him and I only haven't watched it just because, you know, I can't watch anything because, you know, I can't do anything in this moment in my life. But all I'm saying is just that the people that decide what you see and what you consume are making decisions about what you see and what you can consume. And that's across the board. That's about... The news you get, it's about the things that are important. It's about my fucking pizza pastas here. Element <laughs> element but it's pronounced element. I want you to get into the element life. Like it's elemental to your health and your wellness and your well-being. Electrolytes are elemental. They're element that you need in your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I feel like you should probably drink some element tonight. That's rude. Also, <laughs> all I'm going to say to you is this. 100% I'm going to drink some element tonight. Uh, 100% you're not wrong. And number three, I know how important it is to replenish electrolytes after having a few glasses bottle of wine after being in this heat perhaps working out being in this heat flying all day all of it all active lifestyle element is a delicious electrolyte drink mix it's got everything you need nothing you don't it contains science-backed electrolyte ratio a thousand milligrams of sodium 200 milligrams potassium, (laughs) 60 milligrams of magnesium. It makes me feel good. Just full stop. I love it. It makes me feel good. It has none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten if you don't need that, no fillers because nobody needs that, no BS, just straightforward hydration with Element. And like legit, if you didn't trust us, you should trust like the NBA and the NFL and the NHL. Those are professional sports organizations, also Olympic athletes. They use Element, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs use Element. And then just like... And me and Biz. And then just like us. Like us. (laughs) Like we just use that. Like I legit use it. I love it so much. Right now, Element 
is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or you can share element with somebody who needs it like your mom dad or your best friend or your friend in <laughs> yoga class that you like want to be better friends with but like you don't know how to like break the ice you know what I mean and then you're elements like, the perfect way you're like hey have <laughs> I got an electrolyte drink mix for you <laughs> do you want to hang <laughs> here's some element and they're gonna be like thank you so much yes what's your number let's hang <laughs> get yours at drinklmnt.com slash best. This deal is only available through our special link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash best. Guys, it's risk free. If you don't like it, you can just give it away and they'll just send you your money back. No questions asked. You got nothing to lose. You should try my favorite electrolyte Drink of all time, element, L-M-N-T. Faria, 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 Faria. <laughs> I love it. So you guys probably already know what Foria is, but in case you don't, Foria is a product line for people who are interested in having better sex with or without a partner using... Their products. We love the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. And um, I also personally love reading the testimonials on their website because always amazing. They're alternately hot and hilarious. Listen, guys, imagine the best orgasm or like sex that you've ever had. And then imagine that it could be better. And you're like, wait, what? No, I'm imagining the best. No, better. <laughs> <laughs> with the Foria products because they're designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms. Guys. Who doesn't want that? Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. Um, so the Awaken Arousal Oil is kind of like the ultimate pleasure pregame. It's got like CBD and some other... I don't know, ingredients. Like some warming, sensation Sure, sure, sure. Increasing Organic pleasure. Yeah. And people are just turned on by it. <laughs> and used together, the Awaken Arousal Oil and then the Sex Oil, boom. It's the perfect combo, peak pleasure. The perfect one-two punch. And it's also really great if you've been experiencing discomfort with sex. It's or really dryness as you like, yeah, get, any, like hormonal dryness or whatever. You're like, no, I swear I'm like very turned on, but like <laughs> I don't know what's happening down there. It's dry. This is the solution. Uh Foria's got you covered and it's not gonna be a problem. Foria has got you covered. So yes, you have our permission to try it. We fully endorse that you go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as you can find it. And you can start by ordering a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best 
or use code BEST at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash BEST for 20% off your first order. Casey and I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You're going to really thank us later, guys. <laughs> I have to try this pizza pizza for you guys. Yeah, of course you have yeah, to. Obviously. It's like we're in. Oh, this is what now. I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. So last night I went out with my friend in Chicago yeah, like, for dinner. Rosemary. Rosemary. Oh, literally, guys. In the Westland, if you get a chance. <laughs> Joe is the chef. It was one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Oh, one wow. of the best meals I've ever had in my life. So fuck. Wait, this guy's here. Hold on. <laughs> you got it. <gasps> this pizza weighs literally 47 pounds. Of course, it has pasta on it. Hold on. I can't even, I don't even know what, I don't even know what to do with this shit. It's so heavy. I love a heavy pizza. Oh my God. When I tell you this weighs, I wish I owned scales. I can see how hard you're gripping it. I mean, it is so, this is, oh my God, it looks so gorgeous. Oh my God, look (laughs) at this baby. She's beautiful. I love her. She is nothing but a carbohydrate. (laughs) And I'm going to have to put my mic on a stand so you guys are just going to have to bear with me. I'm going to take a picture of her for you. Okay. Okay. This is crazy. (laughs) You guys. (sighs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Casey, look. Casey, Casey, Casey. That's amazing. That's gorgeous. She's beautiful. (laughs) The pictures didn't do her justice. You know what? The pictures do not do you justice, ma'am. Oh, my God. This is the best fuck. I mean, this isn't. This is. Fuck me. This is like also like what I should have been eating in Chicago. Yeah. I did want to go get an Italian. I didn't get an Italian beef. I didn't get you one. You didn't get an. What did you no. have at Rosemary? Oh, so much shit, but not an Italian beef. Oh. But my friend was like laughing hysterically because I was like, I could eat one now. And like we <laughs> ate like a full meal. And I was like, you don't understand. I have a bottomless pit of like, I'm not one of those girls. It's like Cameron Diaz takes a bite of a burger and burps and is like adorable. Like I remember reading that in Spin Magazine in oh, like God. 1995 and like being like, huh? Like, I will take down <laughs> any amount of food. And I'm like Joey Chestnut, guys. Like, it, <laughs> I don't soak the shit in water, but I have unlimited space inside my body for food. Like, I can eat a whole meal, be totally satisfied, and someone's like, hot fudge sundae? And I'm like, yes. Yes. Immediately, yes. Is no. It so good. Oh my god. She just took a bite of the rigatoni pepperoni wow. pizza. This is the stupidest thing I've ever eaten in my life. This feels like a trick. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
This is like a gimmick food, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a little state fairy. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what am I doing? You know, to be fair, Emily Beebe, if you've made it this far, an hour 49, maybe. Maybe she's in. Maybe. Emily's dad, Eddie Bookbinder, was the first one that ever introduced me to the idea of spaghetti pizza. Oh, okay. Eddie Bookbinder loved a spaghetti pizza. I was like, spaghetti pizza? What's that? Well, busy, you order pizza, and you order spaghetti, and you put the spaghetti on top of the pizza. Okay. And you eat it. All right. Guys, you- it's a dream. <laughs> that, I mean, rigatoni pizza sounds pretty good. Back in Connecticut, I know you're going to be like, oh, that sounds stupid. But, um, Greek pizza in Connecticut, my fave. I think we've talked about it here. Greek New England pizza. But there was like a salad pizza that was really delicious. Like a very heavily dressed Greek salad on a pizza crust. And it, I miss it. Like I've thought about trying to replicate it, but I know it'll be unsatisfying. I don't know if it will be. I don't know. But I mean, it. we've never successfully replicated that Greek pizza crust. So that's, you know... That's where we fall down. But wait, do you have like, what are your regular pizza toppings? Like when you're just getting pizza? I don't think I know this about you. Well, I, I mean, I know you like CBK, barbecue chicken. Okay. Right. If we're going like, if we're going that route, like, yes, CPK. Barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah. But just like regular pizza? Pepperoni. I'm just like pepperoni. Just pepperoni. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We get pizza about once a week. And um, when Matt gets home from work on Thursday, because he's really tired and we're too tired to cook. And so we get pizza once a week. And God bless him. He asks me every week what my pizza topping is going to be. And it's no. literally no, never going to be. Not. No, he does Never going to be different. He's being considerate. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Because, like, what if I change my mind? Like, what if I want mushrooms this week? But he asked me every week, and I'm like, I cannot stress to you, honey, how much. It will never change from bacon and pineapple. What? On one. Yeah. And peppers and onions on the other. Uh, What's wrong with – what's happened to you? (laughs) What's wrong with you? You know I love – hurt you. I love pineapple so much. I love it on everything and in everything. Everything. So that's just, that's for me. I also will eat, like, sometimes I'm not in a meat mood, so sometimes I will have pineapple and onion. So that's why he has to ask. But it's never... Casey, Casey, I'm thrown. (laughs) I I did not see this turn of events. I know it's controversial. People get really upset about pineapple on pizza. As well they should. (laughs) But it's delicious. Is it? It really is. It's How? so good Tell, to explain, me. Explain. Explain. I don't know. It's like because pineapple has like the most uh, luxurious texture. Like I like the texture of biting into pieces of pineapple. Mm-hmm. So, and I know some people don't like fruit and a savory thing, but I don't know. There's just something about pineapple. It's just like it's a magical taste to me. You know, I'm strictly Al Pastor tacos as well because they have pineapple in them. Is that why you're strictly Al Pastor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I just love pineapple. What's my favorite cake? 
pineapple upside down cake. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I just love pineapple. What I, I'm not drinking a pineapple seltzer right now, but I usually am strictly pineapple seltzer as well. Holy shit. I know. But, you know, I'm like a child. Like, I hyper-focus on, like, a food obsession. And so, you know, okay. pineapple. Pineapple's my my best friend food. My best food friend. Well, now we figured out, because I don't know if we're going to be able to work it out, but Busy and I have been invited on Richard Blaze's podcast. Richard Blaze from Top Chef. We're going to try to work it out. And we're supposed to fight about some kind of food. So maybe... Pineapple bacon. I'll never, I'll never fight you about pineapple. <laughs> it was so funny because they're asking me like, "What food do you really disagree on?" And I was like, "I think we mostly agree on everything. We like all the same yeah. things, a lot of the same things." I don't like sushi, and you like sushi. I don't like sushi. You do like sushi? Mm-mm, not really. <laughs> uh-uh. No, I really don't. You don't. No, because soy, I'm I'm like, um, soy activates my IBS. Oh, so you've just been polite the times we've gotten sushi with people that wanted sushi? A hundred. Oh my God, that's interesting. Okay. Because soy sauce is really activating for me and I like will shit my brains out like 45 <laughs> minutes after I eat sushi. <laughs> Uh, for about 45 minutes. So it's really not worth it. It's like 90 minutes of your life gone, gone. I just don't like sushi because I don't really like fish. And then on top of it, I don't like raw fish. So I weirdly like both of those things. Do you? Yeah. But the deal breaker is the soy sauce. The soy sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will eat like an avocado roll or something that that doesn't have fish in it. Right? No. I'll eat like I'll eat all the things that don't have like tuna or salmon in them. But that's, you know, it's not a lot. It's not a lot at sushi. No. Or I'm always the person ordering like the the chicken teriyaki at a sushi place and they're like, "Ugh, what are you doing?" Like even the people that work there are like, "We only have this in case of emergencies. You don't want it." And I'm like, "I do. I do want it." Anyway, Anyway, the, okay. it seems like you're liking this rigatoni listen, pepperoni pizza. Listen, if things had been different, <laughs> if that had gotten there first, and this guy had shown up here first, yeah, I'd be a real happy camper. But you know what? It's probably for the best. It's all I'm right. Say, like everything, it's probably for the best. And you can save that. And I think that will reheat well, unlike calamari. You know, <laughs> she's just mad. I brought up the calamari. I'm not mad. You don't want to talk about the calamari anymore. I'm disappointed in myself uh, uh, that you tried to eat leftover calamari and it that went I bad. ordered it in the first place. <laughs> you didn't order. Well, yeah, I well, guess you allowed it to be ordered, but and I, mean, I didn't put my foot down. Yeah. Well, live and learn. Next time, next time you know. Next time you know, there's it's there's calamari's not in the budget. Okay, speaking of not in the budget, guys. <laughs> now we get to me trying to microplane my face again. Yes, that is the most. That's the biggest story of the week. Honestly, what's wrong with me? 
I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I just think that, listen, you had this incident where you tried to microplane your face before and you took- And I was stoned. And you were stoned and you took some face off. You you removed some of your face. I was like, what's his name? <laughs> um, Nick Cage. John Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> I was in, like John Travolta in 1999 in, in Face, face Off. off. <laughs> um, so you took some of your face off and we were kind of like live and learn. Don't do this dermaplaning. Yeah. Stoned. Yeah. We were definitely like, LOL. So Don't do not, it. Let's not do that again. Don't do it stoned. But then this week, what happened? This week, I have been a little bit stressed and... I was very stressed about, I've been very stressed about lots of things. And then I've, and then that um, transfers to the mirror for mm-hmm. me. And then I was like, whew, she's looking old. And then I was like, what could make me look younger? And then I was like, ooh, that thing where you shave off your face makes people look maybe could work. And then I got it out. And then I cut the shit out of my face. Not stoned this time. Oh, no. I was very sober. Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Stone cold sober. (laughs) I was, I was 1.30 p.m. on a fucking weekend afternoon. (laughs) Had slept well. Sobs. Sobs. (laughs) And I was like, this is going to be great. And then... (laughs) Gonna save what, me a bunch of money. And then what ended up happening is like maybe irreparable damage to my face. <laughs> it did make you look younger in that it ah! kind of looked like you fell off your tricycle. Wait, that's what Bernie said. Oh my fucking God, Casey. <laughs> Literally what Bernie said to me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys talk? No. <laughs> Birdies was more like, it does make you look younger because it makes you look like you have like weird like acne and like scratches <laughs> all over your face that like only a teenager could have. Oh my God. Cool, cool. <laughs> Well, you know, I like, I think, I don't know. I think I wrote a joke one time about how sun, the real reason sunscreen makes you look younger is because you're crying all the time. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it was written better, but that's, uh, sunscreen is like just as dangerous to me as any of the many things because I'm like, I put sunscreen on to, be safe and to look younger, but I 100% will walk into every sign on the sidewalk because I'm just like crying all day from sunscreen. So I have to stop like putting it so close to my eyes. That's what, that's the real essence of youth is that I haven't learned. I'm still naive enough to keep putting sunscreen near my eyes. That's, that's the real truth. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, you don't look bad right now. You don't look banged up it's, right now. It took it took a turn today. 
Yeah. For the better, a turn for the yeah. better. Um, you guys, I have photos. <laughs> I will substack them. I'm not Instagramming this shit. I will send it to Casey. I actually am not. I'm not going to substack them. I will send them to Casey. <laughs> she can substack them for you. So you can see them. I, I'm not in a place right now to make that decision. I need yeah. Casey to just make the call. <laughs> Guys, when I tell you it looked, I mean, it literally looked like I got into like a rollerblading accident. <laughs> like, like, it I, like you fell into a little pricker bush. Like I had, no, it was like road rash. Like I had like a weird, oh, the craziest part was that while it was, while I was doing it, I was like, you really should stop. This is not going well. Like you keep hurting. You're hurting. You're hurting. You're hurting. You're hurting. You're hurting. You're hurting yourself. Please stop. Please stop. Don't, don't, no. Are you sure the left? Okay. The left side. Oh God, God, stop, 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 stop. I knew it immediately. And I was just like, you know what? We're in. We're already fucking in. I'm going to keep doing it. Because I was like, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, my God. You know what? Birdie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Out on Birdie's birthday. It was like the day of Birdie's birthday. Oh, God. Shocking. Okay. <laughs> Let's all unpack it. Oh, fine. <laughs> I've already done the work, guys. I get it. Um, But Birdie looked over and was like, <clears throat> like, just totally, like, nonplus, like, mom, your mole is bleeding. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, don't worry about it. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It happened. I tried to shave my mole off. Yeah. One time I used some type of, I don't even know what, because I've blocked it out mentally. But again, it was like a similar thing. I was like, I'm going to L.A., I'm going to be staying in a hotel where I love to do, like, a little extra self-care. And I bought some type of, like, some type of potion that I was like, I'm going to give myself like a facial or whatever. Um, We were here doing Watch What Happens Live and like my face fully crusted up and fell off in the course of the, like I looked like a zombie. It was terrible. Like I literally could have taken some of the skin and like pulled it away and like snipped it off of my face. Like that's how much of my face peeled off. I know I have sensitive skin. What was I thinking? Like I'm going to try to become a new person like overnight in my hotel room in Los Angeles. It's so stupid. Um, But I was so scared of getting a sunburn on that like brand new skin that I was like walking around all week with an umbrella, like a lunatic. It was just, it was wild. Like, no, I'm goth. I'm goth. In my, like, little Marilyn Monroe dresses or whatever. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, it's my personality. <laughs> so I felt for you because, I mean, we we are constantly trying, right? We're just doing all this stupid shit. But by the way, by the way, I had ripped my face open when that lady was like, pictures don't do you justice. <laughs> did want to stop and be like ma'am what is wrong with you <laughs> my face has scabs on it i am covered in scabs my instagrams are nice <laughs> what in the fuck are you looking at 
my goodness. How strange. I would eat this whole fucking pizza. I am the Joey Chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. I don't understand, like, okay. Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I think I could be a competitive eater for real. (laughs) Like, if it was, like, no tricks, no soaking shit in water. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. How much can you eat? Yeah. I could eat any motherfucker, any dude under the fucking table. I can eat more than anyone I've ever met. (laughs) I have room for it and make room for it. I literally never feel sick. It's why I gained over 100 pounds with Birdie when I was pregnant with Birdie. Because I was just like... I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, eating, eating and, what you want. And let me ask you a question. More. Can you eat fast though? Because that's part of the competitive eating. No, I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying. You missed that part. <laughs> no time limit and no, no time, tricks. Okay, okay. No tricks and no time limit. Okay. All right. So, so no soaking your fucking buns in water. I don't even understand true. what that does. But like, and also by the way, I'm not, it's gross. I'm not eating hot dogs. Yeah, no. (laughs) But I'm just saying like. If there was like a nacho contest. Not necessarily nachos. I'm just saying if we did like a realistic eating competition. Yeah. Where we're like coursed it out. (laughs) Yeah. Like the amazing race, but eating. Yes, but eating. That's exactly right. Casey, Casey, (laughs) Casey. Casey, let's think outside the box. What is it? What are we doing next? Scholastic book club for adults. The amazing rate. Potato starch makeup. And the The amazing amazing race race for eating. But for eating. Yeah. And guys, we are printing money. (laughs) We are printing it. We are. That's our 2023. Is we are. I have a vision board in this <laughs> moment going that is so fucking, so specific and so unique. And so no one else out there is doing this. No one else. Out, no one else out there is doing this. No one would dare. No one <laughs> would dare. Okay. Oh but my god. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. You could. You could Win a realistic eating competition. All I'm saying is, give me a, a coursed out realistic eating competition. Yeah. When I tell you I ate so much fucking food last night at Rosemary's in Chicago. Yeah. And 30 minutes later, I could have. I didn't, <laughs> but I could have eaten like a full Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> It's not an exaggeration. I am a bottomless pit in that sense. Do you have a tapeworm? Who knows? No, there's not. Probably not. Probably not. not. Um, I, when I was six, I believe, won a watermelon eating contest. Great. At a, um, at a home show. Did you ever, do you have those where you grew up? Like a home show, like where you go look at hot tubs and shit. 
No. <laughs> No. There's like these things that like it's like um it's like a Comic-Con but for stuff that you wish you could put in your home. No. And so I went to one of those and then um they were like doing a thing for the kitties and they had like a watermelon eating contest and uh I don't know, my dad let me join the watermelon eating contest and uh yeah, I won that shit because my strategy was I just swallowed the seeds. All the other kids were spitting out the seeds and I was like, amateurs. No, fuck, fuck that. that. Those seeds will come out later. I got to I got to plow through this watermelon. Like pussies, get over it. <laughs> and I won um Shoelaces, I think. I got shoelaces from the That's crowd. what you fucking want? <laughs> yeah, they were like the no. shoelaces. Those shoelaces that had like, I can't remember what the design was, but they were fancy shoelaces. They weren't like regular. They were like decorative shoelaces. Nope. <laughs> and also, I didn't win this competition, and here's why. But in my high school, we would always have like a holiday fair thing for charity and it was very like lo-fi like very DIY I didn't go to a fancy high school and it would always be like the biggest guy would play Santa and people would you know take pictures with him and uh all kinds of like silly like DIY carnival games and they there was always a pie eating contest and you know it was like hands behind back Put your face in the pie, eat the pie using no hands. And that was for charity. You had to, I think it was like $7 a pie and all the money goes to charity. And I was like, I'm going to do it because it was like all guys doing it. And I, I was like, I'm going to do this and like get pie all over my face and show that I'm whimsical and fun uh, and can hang with the dudes. But <laughs> the guy sitting next to me was taking the competition so seriously and we all had our hands behind our backs. And when they said, on your mark, get set, go, he flung his face forward into the pie so hard that I don't know if he broke his nose, but he gave himself he did a, not. He did not. He gave himself a bloody nose into his pie. <laughs> no, no. And I was like, dude, you're no you're like your nose is bleeding everywhere. I don't know how much of his own pie blood he ate, but I think that that's the reason why I wasn't competitive and that because I was so grossed out that this guy was just chowing his own blood pie. It was repulsive. And he didn't win either fucking gross you could have just predicted it happening like you're taking like the pie eating contest so seriously that you break your own nose your overzealousness sir he went too hard he went too hard he went too hard listen <laughs> it's so dark in your house right <laughs> <laughs> no there's not one light in light there's not one light on oh my god i'm so drunk there's not one light on Oh my god. Gina's gosh. passed the fuck out. She's like, ma'am, <laughs> no one has bathed me in two weeks. Where have you been? What's happening? I smell like a fucking stinky sock. <laughs> You're the only one that loves me and takes care of me. Help. Aww, she's, not Gina. she's not wrong. She's not wrong. I am her mom. I am her mom. She's your girl. She's your girl. I know, but well, she really does stink. She really does stink. Well, it's fixable. It's 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 reparable. What do you suppose you're doing your best at this week? Oh, I don't know, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? 
Um, I think I'm doing my best, Emma. I think I'm doing my best at like keeping calm and carrying on the British way. True. <laughs> what are you doing your best at? <laughs> um. Well, it's. I am still trying to continue with uh, the, like, organizing my space, putting my stuff on Poshmark. I think I've learned something important about myself. I cannot list more than 10 items on Poshmark in a day, and I can't package more than five. So, like, people that do this for a whole job, uh, mad respect to you because— Insanity. It's arduous. It's arduous. But I have been actually like selling a few things. So thanks to some of you, because I'm sure it's some of you that bought some things, which is so nice. And it makes me so happy to think of like some things that I'm just not using anymore, like them having a second life with someone that will appreciate them. And uh, but I did the stupidest thing, which um, this person already knows about, but somebody bought like a cute cardigan that I was selling and I was like it's in good shape and so um somebody bought it and uh I was going to package it up which is like oh that's another part of like the whole like Poshmark's like get out your ribbons and your markers and decorate your pack I think they really say like get out your ribbons and note cards or whatever And, like, I'm trying, you know, because it's fun to get, like, a nice package and get, like, a little care package or whatever. Sure, sure. Anywho, as I was going to package it up, I was like – and this harkens back to your your dermaplaning. I was like, oh, shoot, there's, like, a little bit of, like, lint balls in the armpit or whatever. And so I got the fabric shaver, and I was, like, shaving, shaving, shaving. Took a huge – chunk out of the armpit of the sweater so then i had to write to the lady and be like hey thank you for buying that sweater i shaved a huge chunk out it wasn't a huge chunk it was a small chunk i shaved a chunk out of the armpit i fixed it like i fixed it but like it's not in the condition that it was five minutes ago when i sold it to you but anyway she was like Send it to me anyway. I'll probably still like it. But I'm just like, whoever is like, I hear all the time, like, women are making six figures doing like a, a Poshmark side hustle. And I'm like, how the fuck are women? It's how? How are we doing all of the things that I keep reading about in online publications that are also written by women that is also some woman's side hustle to make you know, five figures on top of all the other shit she does. I just, like, I don't know how. I don't know how people are, like, doing a whole job and then having, like, a Poshmark side hustle because I've been at it for less than a week and um, it's killing me. It might not be for her. It might not be for her. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Mark and I decided that we needed to, like fucking get rid of so much shit that we have in our lives yeah mark is 51 years old i am 47 that's not true i'm 40 (laughs) i'm 43 and like together separately and togetherly whatever separately and together we've acquired we've amassed a ton of homeware shit that then we were like 
uh, like it's been in storage. It was like in our basement in LA. It's like store it, store it. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, <clears throat> we're going to get like get rid of it. But you know what? It's like, don't leave money on the table, especially not now, especially right. not in my situation. Uh, so I like had a call with one of these like resale sites and they she was like this is fantastic everybody's so excited so here's what you're gonna do you're gonna photograph it clean it and then you're gonna list it and then it's gonna take anywhere between like three weeks and 10 months for it to sell and then like the shipping is uh like we'll handle that if it's over this amount but And then at the end of it, she was like, so, you know, I mean, like, I just think it's going to be great. And like, we don't, you know, and I was like, (laughs) ma'am, I don't know. I don't think you, no, 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 I can't. We don't, there's no, there are no reasons. We can't do, this is not going to happen. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this. And then I'm like put in this weird position because I'm like, the fuck do I do? Like, I've got this stuff. It's nice stuff. I want to fucking get rid of it, but I can't. I can't invest the labor, Casey. That it would require a a garage garage sale? sale. This is what I'm saying. I'm like. We need a motherfucking old school garage g- sale, which is kind of why maybe Martha Stewart does that every year. Yeah. Doesn't she do that? Probably. Yeah, yeah she, she does. Must. She must. Well, she, she does, does she go to Brimfield to the big antiques market? No, she has her own thing. Oh, okay. That's like her thing. Also, by the way, every storage facility in the country should have like a garage yearly sales. sale garage where sales. they're like come genius. to your, genius come to your thing put a table out front people will come and buy your junk coming to your town soon the scholastic adult book fair <laughs> slash garage sale <laughs> slash potato makeup potato makeuping slash amazing race for eating amazing race for eating let's just cry <laughs> So what are you going to do? Are you going to just have a garage sale? I haven't decided. I where, where is mostly everything? Oh, East Coast or West Coast? East oh, Coast. everything's East Coast now. Okay. So I did pay an exorbitant amount of money that I probably still owe, if we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to move everything to the East Coast. Move everything to the East Coast. I'll never again. I want to give this advice to you right now, guys. Guys, listen to me. Listen to me. (laughs) If you are moving across the entire country. Yeah. Get rid of everything you own. Save what you can put in some fucking suitcases and some boxes that you can ship. Yeah. But every large piece of furniture. Bye. (laughs) just goodbye just kiss it goodbye it's not yeah it's not worth it it's not worth it so so much of our stuff is still on the east coast in our connecticut house like you know like dishes and stuff like we left our dishes and like my bike is there there people are renting our house but they have to see my old haunted bike in the garage every day 
And I'm like, okay. It's so weird. But I don't know. I don't know the scenario by which we would ever get those things back or. You're never getting them back. <laughs> and I'm almost like, just use it, like, to the people that rent. They don't the pl- use just- it? No. And I'm like, just oh, enjoy do it. Do you know what's funny? The f- Okay, so the first summer that we did Vice Principals, which was yeah. legitimately seven years ago or yeah. eight years ago now. Um, eight years ago, maybe. Uh, I bought a bike in Charleston because, like, yeah. everybody had these, like, cute beach cruiser fucking vibes, whatever. I was like, I need a bike. And I bought a bike. And it wasn't, like, the cheapest thing in the world. And it also wasn't, like, breaking the bank at the moment. Right. But I left it there in a person's garage. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, the first summer, that, or the first year that I left it there, it was, like, a person I didn't know's garage. I was like, (laughs) I was like, when I come back again can I get the bike? And they were like, sure. <laughs> and I came back the next, I came literally, we came back the next summer and I like texted and was like, can I come grab my bike? They're like, yeah, hundred percent. It's in the garage. And one got the bike. So then <laughs> every year since it has stayed in a different fucking garage in Charleston, like on the, in the place where we on the Just Island leaving it that in- we stay. Yes. Like, the fir- only the first year was it like a person who I actually don't know as garage because it yeah. was like the guy whose house I rented while I was filming the show. Right, who, right. Like was a stranger and never yeah. met that person. Um, by the way, guy, you made a great investment. I'm happy for you. Because <laughs> he had bought the house like right before we started Vice Principles. And I know what he bought the house for and it was like literally nothing. Compared to what yeah. they're going for now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my god! Oh my god! <gasps> That's Stupid. wild. Anyway, so that was like the only year, like the most, the majority of the year that I left my bike there, and Mark's bike, and the kids' bikes. Yeah, it's not just my bike. Yeah, like four bikes. A I left in this bikes. a family of bikes. I left in a stranger's garage, <gasps> and he was like very chill about it. And I was like, great. Went back, got them, and then left them in. The people whose house we rented that year, they were like, sure, leave your bikes, left them there for a while. Then I like brokered, this is like not a joke, but I like legit, I legit brokered the sale of that house, the house that we rented the second year to friends of mine. Oh my God. Didn't get a cut. Should have gotten a cut. You should have. Then my friends got the house like after we left they moved in and i was like i'm just gonna leave these bikes here you guys will take it <laughs> then then it's been at like our friend's house who we stay there every year we stay at my friend's house every year now for the last like three years or something so the bikes have been there for the last three years and this year was the first year where i was like this bike looks like it's seen better days <laughs> Has, uh, but it, do you think anyone has been using that bike? Yeah, where, people use yeah? them. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, people use the bikes. The bikes get used. I understand. So And I like are, it. You know, yeah, you like it. You People are like, you know, sharing is caring. And people are like, I can just use this bike this lady left here. It's like a little bit of a trade. When we lived in Brooklyn, we bought a minivan. 
um, that had a DVD player for the children's row. And it was one of the first models that had that. And, um, and we, you know, when you live in the city, you can't, it's, it's a hassle to park your vehicle on the street and it's not the safest. So we had, um, a garage. We were renting a space in a garage to park the minivan. And, um, (laughs) we went to go get it and we were like, oh, interesting. Um, there's like finger, like very, like greasy fingerprints on the, DVD player thing. And uh, so we just wiped it up. But then the next time there were like a bunch of sets of greasy fingerprints. And we were like to the garage guys like, by any chance are is is maybe someone sitting in our minivan watching DVDs? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, okay, can you just like clean up in here? After? Fuck that. What's wrong with you? I would have been like, Oh, that's cool. So I won't be charged the $500 this month. And that's cool with all of us. Like, Oh, my God. I would love for you to watch these vids in my car. And I would also love to not be charged the garaging fee, which is exorbitant in New York. I just had so many questions. It was like just a conversation. I was desperate to leave, but I had questions like, are they watching our Scooby-Doo DVDs that I have leaving? zero questions except for <laughs> how much money or are, are they... you taking off of my bill? <laughs> are they bringing their own DVDs and what are the DVDs? Because I don't want, uh, here's the only, I just didn't want anyone watching sexy DVDs and like getting carried away in the minivan because it was a family minivan. Yeah, so. we don't want people jacking off in that Yeah, minivan. I don't want anyone jacking no off. No come in, in the in, minivan. <laughs> Listen, if I've got to talk about periods as much as I do, I have to be able to say come. Okay? Yeah, 100%. Bodily what? fluids. Don't yeah. come in the fucking family minivan, okay, guys? <laughs> How hard is that? Or not hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Post. Yeah. Oh, Gina. Gina's like, can we go home, please? <laughs> yes. It's completely dark. You've eaten all kinds of carbs. I've I've had so much wine and then so many carbs that have offset the wine. And now I feel like it's the only the only answer is sleep. Is to go to sleep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. guys, yeah. we gave you a range, a range of emotions. I really feel podcast. like we went on a journey. We went on a journey. And uh, yeah. And here we are. And here we are. And we got to go. And we love you. And we will talk to you soon, either over on the Substack or next week here. But there'll be Substack materials in the meantime. Check it out. Things are happening. Things are happening. They're going to continue to happen. (laughs) We love you so much. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Download. Leave us a review uh, if you feel like it. That's nice when that happens. And um, check out our merch on bravegowns.com. And subscribe to the Substack. There's a free option with lots of fun stuff. But you can also do a paid subscription and get cool bonus stuff. And we like it all. We like it all. <laughs> and we appreciate the support and we love hanging out with you. And we love hanging out with you over on the Substack. That's very cool too. Next time when we're sobs, Busy's just passing out now as I'm doing business. What? I'm not. I'm just trying to stretch my <laughs> arm. Jesus, Casey. <laughs> Next time. I'm sorry. It's like 1 p.m. where you are. 
I'm sorry that we live in different time zones. <laughs> Next time we talk to you, maybe we'll talk more about um, various business ideas and also camp and like maybe a limited tour. We got to talk more about that and really like make it happen. Okay, let's make it all happen, guys. I love let's you. Make bye. It all ha- bye. 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 Oh, no.